blue corner, standing in at five foot nothing. From Chicago, Illinois, fighting out of the middle of fucking nowhere, Alabama, Jacob B. And in the red corner, standing in as high as a giraffe's ass, fighting out of Moonshine Hills, Tennessee, Cody, the mouth of the South. It's the Inside the Minds of Fighting Podcast. What the fuck up, everybody? What's going on? You like the name at the bottom? Yes, I am the fake management police, Cody. I have Jake to my left over here. Yeah, we haven't gave him a cool nickname yet, but we're going to call him the FBI, maybe. I don't know yet. But uh, while I'm doing all my cool shit, Jake, about lining this stuff up, tell them what we got going on today. We got Cody Super Cyan Shelton. He's a local regional guy here, uh, fights in the AFC. He's got a big fight coming up. Dangerous David Morgan. He's a BKFC fighter. And Mr. Live Worldwide, Jeff Houston, a ring announcer. He's announced for 80 different organizations, 80 plus. And uh, that's our show. We're just hanging out. A couple yeah, of guys. And uh, that Jeff, man, he's for real. We saw him at the main event at the BKFC thing. Man, he gives you some chills, man. He, he, I mean, he was up there, boot like buffer. I mean, he's up, he's up there with like the 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 buffer brothers, and he he's up at the top, top. Yeah, I mean, that was for real, man. I was I, I was sitting there going, "Holy fucking shit, this dude's like legit." When he hit that main event, let's, I was like, "Oh fuck, let's do this." But no, and then uh, we uh, you know, David him, he's uh, training with uh, uh, Chris Lieberman, the Crippler. So we'll have to talk about that. That's some new training, and then Cody. You know, he's got all his good shit going on, but dude, are you gonna watch the UFC card? Oh yeah, I gotta see who uh, takes his belt. I mean, okay, I'm gonna ask you while we're waiting, while I'm doing all this. Who do you think you got, Chandler? Chandler. Dude, I'm gonna tell you, I, it's Ch- Chandler's gonna beat him. It's gonna it's gonna happen with Chandler, and like I said, and Chandler's about to have the biggest fight of his life because he's gonna face the notorious. I'm telling you. He's wanted. He's wanted Connor. He's been saying Connor's gonna beat him. If he wins the belt and he gets to fight fight Connor, dude, that's gonna be one of the biggest fucking fights in the history of all. And and you know what's crazy? I was at Chandler's gym in Nashville a, like a month or two ago, and uh, we're gonna get him on the show because when my daughter was having a procedure for her heart, his wife was like, "No, Michael's gonna come on your show." I mean, I've loved Chandler forever, man. A lot of people don't know who he is. You think they'd give it? You think they'd give Connor right away though? If he beats Dustin. Oh, it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah, say whoever think. wins, whoever wins this fight, Chandler yes. Oliveira is gonna fight the winner of Connor Dustin. Yeah, and I gate you yeah. just got fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's all it is, bro. I'm about to I'm about to it's about to die I'm about to do it right now while we're getting and then the other co-main on there, Tony Ferguson against Dariush, though, if Ferguson wins, I mean, he's you got to give him some consideration. If, he's, he, he's if back. he beats Dariush with, like, quickly, you know, makes a statement, I mean, it, it, it could – who knows? Who knows? Well, he'll be back in the conversation because, you know, he lost against Gaethje. Maybe he can get that rematch against Gaethje. 
Yeah, he might yeah. have to. He might have to have another one in between, depending on how they go out. Dariush definitely. If Dariush wins, he's definitely going to need another fight before he gets a shot. Yeah, but one thing about also, dude, the compete. The one thing about Tony, I think if he wins, he's going to get Hamzik uh, because I think Khabib. You know, he's they not, hate. Each he's not coming back. Well, I know that, but Khabib's oh. right hand person, Hamzik. Khabib has got his uh, main his his team and his guys in the top. And, and Tony wants to fight his boy because if he beats his boy, Khabib might come back. Ooh, that, that, that Islam dude or whatever? Islam yeah, uh, Majavik? Or what's his yeah. name? I don't even know how to yeah, pronounce that, those names. They say he's going to be a world champion next year. But if he loses to anybody, I think Khabib will come back and fight for honor. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, here we go. Dude, this is just so fucking hard. But we're, we're, we'll have Cody but Sometimes on. those rankings are fucking goofy, dude. They don't give a shit. Whoever I mean, it's how, like next they're pound for pound. The pound for pound top fighter is still John Jones. What are we doing? Yeah, and if Khabib, if not Khabib, if uh, if Nate Diaz beats uh, uh, Leon Edwards next week or uh, in the next few weeks, whenever they fight, he's gonna fight for the belt, and he ain't even fought him forever because it's yeah. who the it's who you are and who you be. All right, so here we go. I'm doing. I'm tagging now. Okay. Yeah, we'll get Cody on here. He's joining us about seven thirty. Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to tag him right now. That's what I was doing. I do my Super Saiyan though. That's a hell of a name. I know. That's what I was wondering. I was going like, that's like a really cool name. Like, you know, some people still nicknames. I guess nobody has that. That's a, that's unique. Well, I mean, I guess it's new, new, unique to Dragon Ball Z. But were you a oh, Dragon see, Ball Z never, fan or no? Fuck no, dude. Let's see. I've uh, never watched Dragon. So that's why well, Dragon I Ball Z is the shit. I thought, see, I thought that he created that. God damn no, it! No, Super Saiyan. No, no, that's that's when they when they transform. Now it might have some nerds going after me. When they transform, whatever. All, when all the Saiyans do that shit, they go Super Saiyan. See what I was? It's, it's kind. Of, so you're talking about like if I want to go morphing time, like a Power Ranger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh. Super Saiyan is like the Saiyan race in Dragon Ball Z when they. Go super and like go fucking crazy. Oh, I did not know that actually. All right, so here we go. You know, you, I mean, you know, who Goku is right. No, yeah, no, I had friends that I smoke a lot. I smoke a lot of pot. Now I'll be in the room when that shit's going on, but you know, I'm not focused. Dragon Ball Z was the shit. No, okay, so yeah, I, I, okay, I think I got it. You should have got a notification on Facebook. Yeah, probably. So here we go. So. But anyway, no, we got uh, – we'll have Cody on. So he, he's he got his AFC. Is he is he ready, you think? I'm going to send him right now. He can join whatever. Before we I go mean, to it. In the, last, in the last three events, he's fighting at the Reunion 7, but he, he he's fought at all the other events. First off, I want to give a shout-out. Uh, the CEO, he sent us some a uh, uh, couple of things of a uh, – his tiger life. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Energy. I got the sugar cane one right here. And then I got the uh, non uh, zero calorie. I mean, this has fucking potassium in it. But I'm going to tell you what, man. When I crack up with a tiger life uh, sugar cane, because you know I like my natural sugar, I kind of feel like I go Tiger Woods on, man. I'm serious. Like I'm a fucking killer. You're going super saying. I'm fucking going super goddamn saying. Look, that's why I was telling you, man, these little fucking bare knuckle management motherfuckers that keep calling me out and shit. 
You got the tiger's eye. The tiger's life. Holy shit, Jake. This motherfucker is the for real. It's got like a it's got like a tangerine, like a citrus uh no Jake. This is the truth, man. The sugar cane one. This is the truth, man. Tiger Life Energy Sugar Drink. I swear to fucking God on everything I love, it's better than Red Bull. It's it tastes like tangerine. Oh, I'm ready to go. Let's get Cody on here. I'm I'm in here now. I'm in this. I'm gonna tag. I forgot to tag. I forgot to tag the CEO of Tiger Life. Uh, look, you need to go to Tiger Life. It's um T I G E R L I. I mean it's L Y F E R. Go to their dot com and uh, order that shit, man. This is a drink of bare knuckle. We're trying. They're very good. It's very good, man. I'm I'm very shocked. Like like it's that good. I drank this one the other night, but this one's the best drink. Of, the best one I've ever had. The red one. And it's got zero sodium on this one and zero calories on this one. For you watching your figures and stuff, it will help. For but you yeah. watching your figure. You got to watch your figure. Okay, let me. I got. I, I messed up. Didn't tag everybody. What'd you do? I got to tag. I got to tag Tiger Rob. I forgot to tag them, man. They're fucking. They're for real, man. But look, like, hey, I'll, Jake, can you can you see my screen? Hold on, let me find my, my my. Can you see that? Oh God! Can we can we see this, everybody? While we're waiting, I don't know if my my camera. I don't know like, if I would show it. No, it's nothing bad. You can't. Well, see anyway, it. Uh, Paul from Bare Knuckle Management said he's going to see me soon. And tonight, while we're waiting on Cody, everybody, Bare Knuckle Management wanted me to bring on one of their new up and coming uh, fighters on the show tonight to talk about her. Her big fight. We've got Mackenzie right here. Mackenzie just signed with Bare Knuckle Management. She is uh, what are you? Hundred and uh, two and zero. She sparred with Ronda Rousey, and she signed a fifteen fight contract. Jake, fifteen fucking fights, and guess what? She'll probably never get the fight in there. Why, Jake? Fake oh, management, shit. motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't. There you go. There's, there's, I just, I, there you go. Look, I got a whole arsenal back here, bro. <laughs> fucking bitches. Go talk shit to me. Talk shit, Jake. They talk shit. Talk about my show. Nobody talks to me. I don't. I don't. I can't. I don't do that shit, dude. I ain't trying to get into a fight. Oh no, it ain't no, no, dude. No, it's a pride thing, man. You, you know, they. This is what it is. They think they can just bully people, man. They're not gonna fucking bully me. Look, my job in my life now is. To break news and stop fake management companies. You like my back? You, you look at my headline. I mean, I, I mean, the police department gave me that. The fake management police. Has Cody? Has he? Has he came in the room yet? I sent it to the wrong email. That's my fault. That's my fault. That's why we don't. That's oh, first I sent it to the wrong one. That's my bad. Okay. I was trying to figure out where am I at? Okay. That is my bad. He's he's coming on. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to find this. God dang it, dude. I have fucking lost my, my fucking mind today, man. Hold on. I know I just talked about this in text message. Yeah. Okay. 
People call me. Dude, this guy has fought. Cody Cody has fought in almost every single AFC. I mean, he's fought in AFC 2, AFC 3, AFC 4, AFC 5, and AFC 6. I, I, that's wild. He, he, that's a lot of fight. And, you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Some people just that's don't. Fight. I mean, Cody fights a lot. I mean, you, you and also we got to ask him about a jiu-jitsu coach because Elijah wants to go up against a jiu-jitsu coach. That's the guy from Triad we was talking yeah, about I mean, last most, Actually, we can confirm it with him. I think all of his wins are have come from a submission. Yeah, he's a real good wrestler background, too. He wrestles. He wrestles. Yeah, I, it, 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 if, if what I'm looking at is right, every one of his win wins is a submission. No, yeah, he's a – Anaconda, he, arm triangle, another arm triangle. Uh, yeah, I mean, all – yeah. What the fuck is an anaconda, Jay? It's a snake, dude, and it don't want I know, none. I know. Unless that you got buns on. Does I feel like he's just like like a cabot, like he's just wrapping up on him and just ask just, him. Let's ask him what it is. That's what we're gonna ask him. That's a, what, Super Saiyan it. Cody Shelton. What's up? I had to I had to give Cody a rundown here on what Super Saiyan was. Apparently, he's not. A DBZ fan. I literally thought you just created the coolest word in the fucking world. I swear to God, I, I'm serious. I was like, and then Jake's like, I was, he's like, oh no, that, I was like, shit. I thought you created the coolest word in the world. No, I'm, I'm a huge Vegeta fan. Hmm. Hey, 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 man. I was gonna tell you what. Uh, we was uh looking at, we was looking at fights, and I always keep up with the AFC, and we're gonna be there uh at the next one, and uh. Dude, your fight coming up, man. Your fight. I mean, that's a that's a good fight, man. Uh, Mike Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a legend. He's been around forever. At one point, yeah, he weird. had uh, uh, like a contract with Bellator, and I think he got injured or something. And he was on the Ultimate Fighter trials at one point. Yeah, I, I was you got your work cut out for you. No, it should be a fun one for sure. What do you? We what's the plan? Uh, like, we're, Jake was asking me. He said, "Like every one of your stuff was a uh, like, every win is a submission." Uh, most of them, like on most top, all there okay. are a few fights that aren't on there. But uh, like my wrestling and ground games, definitely one of my strong points. But my striking's good too. I just usually don't have to show it. But he he's like pretty well rounded everywhere. Like he's more of a striker, but his most of his wins are by submission. So like we can expect a night a good. Good match. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a fun one for sure. It's a, it's a fight I've wanted for a while because uh, like I've, when I first started, uh, one of my off-season wrestling coaches, he had his own promotion, ECI, uh, around here in Huntsville, Scott Jennings, and uh, Mike Phillips was like the man in that promotion. And my first fight, I was like 17, 18 years old, and uh, Mike Phillips was fighting for a pro belt on that card. Oh wow! Uh, that's what I was wondering. Like, I mean, that was like I, ten. I that's like ten years ago. Yeah, I saw that. You looked really young on your pictures. I saw that. I was looking. I was like, he had to been super young on those pictures. He had. To yeah, be. I, was, I was still in high school. That's Jeez. dude. That'd be cool as shit. Being in high school fighting, I, I guarantee all the. I guarantee guys didn't want to fuck with you, and all the girls wanted to be with you, man. One was actually in a bar that I wasn't even old enough to get into. Oh, god, probably Fubar. 
<laughs> no, but I used to work there actually. But uh, did you? It was at that's the why I, know, yeah, I knew it. I knew you were a guard, but uh, uh, a bouncer. Yes, yeah. yes. I got kicked out of there one night. Did you kick me out? Was it by me? I think you drove me out one night. A bunch of guys did. Really? Yeah, I swear to God, it was a big incident. It was. It, hey, look, it wasn't my fault, but somebody said something. <laughs> they were uh, I'm sorry. They were, I remember now. It, there was a big. There was a big uh, ball headed dude that was there too. Uh, uh, I can't think a bunch of big bald headed dudes. Yeah, but he grabbed that me. Was, I never forget. We I was were, like we one were, of the smaller dudes there. <laughs> yeah, this dude grabbed me by my shoulder. When he grabbed me by my shoulder, I said holy fuck what the hell is this dude like what do you want you want to fight he said get the fuck out of here i said okay he's probably <laughs> gonna take no shit in this club mickey don't take no shit i used to hey hey what was funny was is mickey was right there and he actually tried to get me to come back in because he knew i didn't do anything wrong and i was like I, I, you know how i am i was like fuck y'all motherfucker you know like let's go right now in the parking lot and i left i was like i was embarrassed man that's awesome I mean, but i yeah uh but, Mickey can get pretty scrappy too. I think he was like nationally ranked uh, in high school wrestling. Yeah, he got that Chicago attitude. Yeah, hey, he, he oh, yeah. said that he 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 didn't have a temper sometimes for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you. You're at you're at Triad right now, right? Yeah. Which one are you? The one on uh, Madison or the one on Winchester Road? I'm at the one on Winchester right now. We just did wrestling uh, and we're doing MMA class right now. Oh shit! We're right down the block. I'm up. I'm right up Moore's Mill. Really? Yeah, right up. Yeah, off Oscar Patterson. I'm right up the road. <laughs> so, so your fight's coming up, man. What's the game plan? Everybody has game plans, but I know you're. You don't want to talk about your game plan, but like, I know you said most of yours is submission. Most of his submission is this going to be? I mean, well, who, he's is this... he's really more of a striker, but like people take him down, but he has good jujitsu. So, like, that's why most of his wins are by submission. Uh, I mean, I feel like I could take him down, but I'm really just prepared wherever the fight goes. Like, I'm willing to strike with him if I have to. I'm willing to take it to the ground if I have to, grind it out if I have to, whatever. But I'm – like, my fighting style, like, I always come out hard. I'm always looking for the finish, and he's kind of the same way. So, it's pretty much guaranteed fireworks regardless of how, how it goes. Is it one of the co-main events, or is it like one of the top at the end of it? Is uh, that how it actually Sam posted like the fight order somewhere, and it's actually the co-main. That's uh, what I thought. I, I, Billy, I and then this figured up by then. Well, <laughs> uh, I think it changed because Trevor and uh, God, what's his name? Um, I know what you're talking about. We were talking about that the other day. Okay, I had Trevor. Yeah, I can't even think of name. Yeah, Pete, Peak's the main event. I'm the co-main, and then. Give me a second. I'll find it. It's Billy and them after that. Yeah. Billy. Billy's the last fight, I believe. Or did they make Trevor the main event? Trevor's the main event now. It's his hometown. Oh, is he? Hey, oh, I got uh, to ask you about Chris Okay, Mims. so Chris Mims, yeah. Yeah. All right, so I got to ask you about Trevor since you're on here and stuff. Okay, are we going to get that rematch with your boy and Trevor? Are they going well, to do it? Are we going to get that rematch? I mean, Will Hyde wants it more than anybody. He just has I to think so he does. So he does want it, though. See, I've never, I haven't got to talk to him yet. Trevor, yeah, why, said he why wouldn't he want it? Okay, then that's that's the match because you know they're both right. I mean, Trevor, if he wins this fight right here, this is a very big propelling, and then that fight, it's got to be the next fight, right? 
Yeah, like whenever Wilhite wants it, if as much or if not more than Trevor, like Wilhite's a dog for real. Like as soon as he gets healthy, he was actually injured going into that fight, but as soon as he gets healthy, like he's he's already wanting to go. When when when's he probably gonna get he- will he be healthy for the next event? You think what's does he got half half surgery or something? I I have no idea all the details. Uh, you you ought to just get him on here. Oh, I am. I'm gonna message him because I didn't know. I see. I I have not heard if he was wanted to fight that fight because I, dude, you have to. The lead up to that fight was a main lead up there, was it not? That was yeah, crazy. For sure. Like, I mean, there's Sam does a really good job getting like big ticket sellers on the card, and Will Heights. He's been around the game forever, and he has like one of the biggest fan bases in the southeast by far. I was so jealous not being there that night. We were working, and I was watching it on the side of the road because it was like a. It was everything I could dream of. That I mean, there was people in the crowd fighting. It was it was just what I wanted to see that night. No, that like the first fight. like two three minutes of that fight were like the highest pace ever. Ever, I was gonna that say. Was I was awesome. Dude. So all right, so you get this win right. I got you. You get the win right here. What's like? Are you gonna try to get a belt in uh, AFC or what? After that, you'll go back for the belts. I mean, yeah, for sure. I always want a belt, but I'm really. Like I respect Mike so much. Like he's such, he's such a killer. He's like a legend around here. I'm really just worried about that right now. I don't care about anything else. Jake, he's answering it perfect, man. He, he sounds like <laughs> it sounds like Nick Sa- Nick Saban scripting right there. Don't look ahead. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done that before, about. and it's got me in trouble. Like I really, like. I respect respect Mike so much. I really don't underestimate him, or like he's coming in there to kill me. So, I mean, yeah. he's like a nice dude and stuff. But once those doors close, it's none of that shit matters. Like you try taking each other's heads off. So, like what what weight class are you look? What weight class are right, you like? I know this is one sixty five, but is it is that your weight class or is one fifty five more your weight? What what's your? Oh, no, favorite? I'm I'm really a forty fiver. Uh, that's hard to make, but. Like 55 and 45, really 45 as a pro. I used to compete at 35, but that that's rough. Man, uh, hey, Jay, I was going to talk about that. You remember the bare knuckle event the other night? The guy that was supposed to fight Sam that was fighting Tom the other night? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his yeah, name. He was supposed to fight Sam on the card. Did you get he to watch it? For like two days. Yeah, did you ever get to watch that bare knuckle the other night in Birmingham? Me? Yeah. No, I. I haven't. The guy that was supposed to fight Sam on the card that just got canceled. Look up his fight when he fought Tom uh, Shelf, the the local ninja. A body shot I've never seen before in my life. We heard yeah, it he in the crowd. Fucked, he fucked and his liver. He was up. in the hospital for two days, man. I mean, I'm talking about. I thought it killed him, and uh, and and I, I I was hoping he's live, and then they canceled the fight with Sam, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't even know he pulled out till the other day. Yo, I, yeah, I, I messaged Sam. That's I messaged Sam. I messaged that, that, Sam. I, I said, Sam, he ain't fighting you. And Sam said, what do you mean? I said, he just got – he just – I heard it was the worst body shot I ever said. He's no way. He he got – I think he got carried out. And then yeah, Sam said, oh, I didn't. I didn't even know he fought. Yeah, man. He fought Barry yeah, Uncle again. the BKFC card, and that even that one was a last-minute one. Like, that one was announced, like, the week of the fight. And then got 
body shot from hell. And then Sam's got that was who Sam was supposed to fight uh, in June. I, I really wouldn't want to fight bare knuckle anyway, but definitely not when I have a right. MMA fight coming up. And he fought a guy. Tom Schultz fought in Bellator before. Like he's no joke. No. I mean, he, like no. he's a good fighter. So he was a kid. good one fifty five er. Yeah. He like he's one of the they, he's one of the fan, fan favorites. I mean, he's he he only loses to people that's bigger than him. And, yeah. and I felt like they set this kid up. I told Jake. I said I, I, we and Jake. I was trying to bet Jake. And I bet it didn't last twenty seconds because I mean we talked to Tom and we know how Tom. I mean Tom is a is a killer and and. God dang it, man! I hope the guy gets the fight again. To be honest, I it was yeah. a it was bad, but uh, well, I, who you got? I tagged you in what I think the fight card is now. Okay, good, because that's what they see. It changed because I thought Billy was so. That's what I was wondering. Because yeah, there's so many fights on that card. It's gonna get switched up. I mean, you, I, you I saw the other in... day. So I was like, so am I the co-main now? And he said, yeah. Because <laughs> you fought. I mean in basically every single AFC card there's been, right? Since All but two? the first one. The first All one the first, I was supposed yeah. to fight for the 135-145 amateur belt, and uh, my opponent pulled out, and then my opponent, they they asked everybody in the southeast, and everyone turned it down. And uh, they found someone like real short notice, and then two days before he tested positive for – Hep C, so I ended up oh, not getting geez. a fight on that one. But so you would have fought, fought in every, every single other... AFC then. What? You would have f- end up fighting in every single one. Are you? You're yeah. gonna be in uh, if there's an eight. Are you? You 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 get this win. You're making the jump to to whoever signs you, or you just you just want to fight whoever will give you a contract. You don't give a fuck. I'm. At, we'll we'll see after this fight. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just focused on this one, and then we'll see what's next. Yeah. That phone rings, answer it. Even the out of state numbers, you got to answer them all. Yeah, who you got? The, the two five six. <laughs> I was gonna ask you who who you got in the Trevor fight and the Billy fight. I know, I know those are the ones for sure. I know I've, I've already talked to those. Who you got in those fights? That the Billy and Trevor or the Trevor and uh, Chris Mims. That one's really hard to call because uh, Trevor's a dog. He's like he's like so damn scrappy. Um, and he's hard to put away. Like you really have to finish him. Like you can't let him s- stay around. Um, but Chris Mims is kind of the same way. Like his striking's really mm-hmm. good. He's fought on one of the biggest Muay Thai promotions around. And uh, I've seen him uh, get his arm broken in an armbar from a fight, and he still came back and knocked the dude out. Jesus. So, Fuck Jake. I didn't know that. <laughs> he's and, and he's that too humble. Like, you can't get anything out of him. He's that bigger than a, Trevor too. Huh? He's bigger than Trevor. Isn't he bigger than Trevor? Yeah, too? He, yeah, he is. Because uh, Trevor's really a fifty-fiver, but yeah, uh, Mims Mims is kind of big, and he he's like just as tough. So that's gonna be that's gonna be firework. I really don't know how to call that one. I, that, I've been looking for that because I've I didn't know he well, I didn't know he broke his arm and beat somebody. I'm picturing him like snapping it and like beating him with his fucking bones. You know, that's what I'm picturing. Uh, he, he got it like broken an arm bar and then. Uh, he like still came back and knocked the dude out. Dude. Your uh, your triad buddy's fighting though, right? Tyler Langford. Yeah, he's here now. And then we also have Billy Bailey on the card. He's a a pro also. Oh, okay. 
He's Dude. fine. Billy Bailey's fine for the pro 185 belt. And in my opinion, he's like the best 185er in the Southeast. Oh, hey, shit. tell him I'm going to hit him up. I didn't, I, I'm going to hit him up because I didn't know he was at triad. Tell him we'll hit him up and we'll grab him out. Bailey. Yeah, we're, we're we tell Sam we're gonna get a bunch of people on because uh, yeah, we want to kind of because when Billy's a after, savage, like he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and then his striking's just as good. Jesus, like he's it a monster after, for real. Because after the win, Tyler's a beast. Also, he is a beast. I've seen him fight. Ty, Tyler actually has fought on every AFC. Tyler's been on every single one too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all have a hell of a fight there. More or whatever. Uh, what? what was that? He's fighting what well, I don't know that dude's first name. Moore. Uh, uh I have it right Jaylen here. Jalen or Jared uh, Jane or Jamar Moore. Jamar Moore, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. think it's someone from Ohio. He's an Ohio dude, yeah. I, coming look, down to yeah. get coming down to get his ass whoops. That's a, yeah, long, a long drive back with a fucking busted up face. <laughs> yeah, I really don't see no amateur beating Tyler right now. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a long drive back with your face all fucked up, arm right. broken or something. We we, we got to come down. To, we ought to come down there since they got so many of them. Just do a live show there, Jake. It's right down the road for you, Jake. I mean, it literally hey. is. I make I make two turns. I'm on Winchester Road. Hey, <laughs> we'll have some fun because, look, I let I let people hit me and stuff like just for like shits and giggles. He doesn't like like them. autographs and shit. He collects like broken ribs and fucking. But we'll come down there. We'll come down there and y'all can eat y'all's favorite moves and we'll go live and y'all can say this is what I like to do right you, here. You want to know what an anaconda was? Cody will put you. Yeah, in. see that. Okay, tell us what that is. Tell me what the anaconda. I mean, I, I that when I say you won that, we, I was like, I gotta ask you what that is. Do you do you know what a darts choke is? Yeah. It's pretty much like a Darce. It's just the opposite side. Like your your arm, your like grips on the outside rather than the inside. It's kind of the easiest way to explain it. From why does from it get such a cool name? What? Why does it get a cooler name? <laughs> it sounds better than know. a Darce. You get it. For, you catch it from side control or north south. Where you where you. Putting it in, He's gonna do it uh, me, usually Jake. like turtle or front headlock position. Okay, like, say if you sprawled it out or you get on top of them. Okay, it, it's you... really it's almost the same to the, as the Dars, just opposite side. Okay, because the Dars you finish do... like a three quarter in wrestling. The Anaconda you do, it's kind of like a the grip would be kind of like a gator roll in wrestling. That's funny. What we gotta do is we gotta we'll come down there and we'll let them all throw me in the moves and they'll say this is the name of it, Jake. And you can say, oh, that's Anaconda. Oh, this is it. Oh, what is this? Uh, let's let's see the gut punch, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all like that? Did you, uh, did you get that thing I tagged you in? Yeah, I got. I was trying to. Get, my phone is acting. My internet's like going crazy. Like I, I, I got. Okay, I see it now. That's what I got. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see it now. Yeah, we got – so that's the order. That's how they're doing it. it. They said it's pretty close to the order, but he told me I was co-main, and I know Trevor's main, so. Oh, yeah, dude. That's, I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm looking forward to that. But, hey, tell your – You, try, you guys, need to watch like, Billy Bailey and Chad Finnerty. Oh, that's – oh, that, that's going to be a fight. That, that, that's going to be a good one there. Um, tell them uh, when you get – I know you are training stuff, and we'll get you back to it. Uh, uh, just find out a good night. And I swear we'll roll down there and have some fun and we'll talk to all y'all and we'll let y'all 
darts me up like crazy because I, I need to see what the fuck this anaconda is, Jay. And uh, hey, we'll bring y'all some. Check this out. These Tiger Energy drinks is the drink of Bare Knuckle, the CEO. He hooked us oh, up. Yeah. We'll let you try some of those. Dude, when you drink this, you won't ever fucking drink. Look, this one right here is zero calories. It has vitamins in it and everything. It's got potassium and all that shit. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you like it better than Bang? It's I this feel is, like I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Look, they sent this the to me. Pretty good. Look, this the this is natural sugar cane. It tastes like citrus, uh, like just uh, it kind of tastes like uh, nine. Uh, you know how not monster. Uh, I think that you know how they got that real hard. Like when you drink it, you can't chug it. You can chug yeah. the fuck out of this shit. I don't know. Cody, you look like you look like you just dry scooped the pre workout though, right? Dude, dude, I've, I've been doing that lately, honestly, because like I always to. forget my shaker cup. But yeah, that that's just rough. It's bad. It's like the cinnamon challenge with a with a kickback though, like a like a lemonade fucking cinnamon challenge. I usually two scoop pre workout, so it's that's it's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. I hate doing it, but I do sometimes. No, but when we come down, we'll just set something up and we'll bring y'all some of these at zero calorie. Y'all can you can yep. try these out. We'll get them. This, we'll get them. Send y'all some, dude. Because I'm yeah, telling you, you gotta hit them up to sponsor some of us. You you think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? I'm what do you serious. think? I'm, look, look, they sent us a whole thing of like because look, we're the Jared real. Yeah. So no, just tell you what. Well, one training night, y'all got 20, 30 minutes. Like in the evening, we'll bring the laptop up there. We'll have some fun with y'all, and uh, we'll interview all the guys for the fight. But let y'all, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Just let me know. Seriously. Yeah, thanks oh, yeah, for coming on cool. with us. You got any shout out sponsors or anything? Uh yeah. So uh for one, tried martial arts. Oh, oh shit, shit, we lost him. We lost him. What does that triad martial arts? We just lost Jake too. Triad martial arts. What happened? Uh you're good now. Your Let's camera went you back in. There we it, go. Triad martial arts. arts. Okay, yeah, I was like, dang, he lost him. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck happened? But yeah, uh, for one, tried martial arts, like, always help me get ready for fights. Uh, Steven Wilhite with uh, Phase 3 Performance, uh, Barnett Construction, um, Cafe 302, uh, Dallas at Inked Up Tattoos, um, Poorhouse. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, Landers McClarty. Uh, hey, shout out. Uh, my buddy Keith Young. Uh, hook me up with them. They help me out a lot. The one in Pebble? Yeah. That's the one. I'm right beside it. That's where I'm at. I pass that every day, Jake. That's really? a good one. I was you got you gotta get a super saiyan rap rap Jeep. Oh. No, after this fight, I'm gonna get a Vegeta tattoo on my arm. Nice. I and I'll, I'll when we get off the show, I'm gonna ask you about the furniture factory. Jake, he was the one that they did that wrestling at the furniture factory. And you know how we were talking about doing that sock and block and stuff. So he knows he, he he was the referee for that stuff. So he he knows the people over there. So maybe we I can was, talk to him. About that. I was the referee for the main event, which was an MMA top match. And uh, you ought to get my boy Dustin Leonard on here because he's a black belt at Stride and he's also a pro wrestler. The, Tell him to hit me up. I love that shit, dude. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, we're going to do something at the furniture factory. The Sockham Bockhams, y'all never heard of the BMF Federation, the Bad Motherfucker Federation. <laughs> it's so illegal that it's not even allowed to be on YouTube. That's how we've been doing it for 10 years, haven't we, Jake? We can't even put it on YouTube. It's that legal. <laughs> the Sockham Boppers battle. No, I'll, anyway, I'll man, hit y'all up for sure. 
But tell you, straight up, tell them uh, uh, we'll come by there and we'll, we'll get some uh, stuff for Triad and talk about Triad and stuff because uh, I mean it's a it's it's one of the best in the area. I mean it probably is the best in the area because I mean everybody else quits. You know, Triad's been there forever. Mm. Yeah, Triad has been around since like '96. Like they have more black belts than anyone here in Alabama. Like their jujitsu is like the best in the southeast by far. Awesome, man. But yeah, um. Well, I know you got to get back to your stuff, man. Thanks for coming on for sure. And uh, just let us know a time and we'll come down there and we'll have some fun. All right. Sounds good. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining all us. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. All right. All right. Dude, I'm ready for this AFC card, man. I'm fucking ready for yeah. this AFC. Dude, I'm going to let this motherfucker. What was that chokehold again? It wasn't Python. What was it called? What was that chokehold he's going to put me in? Anaconda. Anaconda? I'm going to get put in a fucking anaconda. That's what I've been looking for. My Look, I'm going to let him put me in an anaconda. I'm going to let somebody head kick me. I'm going to do the whole show. Okay? You know why? Because you got I'm the fake police. As the thing says, have you oh, – we got to get David on here now. We're running. Because he's, he's only going to have like 15 minutes now. So, yeah, I know. Is he ready? You get so, you get so excited. So excited. It, yeah. Okay, yeah. Is he on? Dude, this is yeah, fucking. Yeah. This is the best drink you, I've had. Well, you you drank like two of them. So I don't think you're supposed to drink that many. You're gonna be up all damn night. Dude, I have to after I after I smoke all this shit, motherfucker. Look at this shit, dude. It's like I told you, I slept. I passed out today. I was like, oh, oh shit, you got the damn tornado. No, no it's we got dangerous. David and, Morgan. And, oh, what's up, guys? What's going hey, on? Hey, man. Sorry, man. We got random. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me all right or no? Yeah, I can hear you yeah, good. Yeah, damn. Oh, we got the baddest background yet. Yeah, in, yeah. in the fucking gym. Yeah, I got some of my boys up in here working too. Oh, shit. Dude, over there. I've been seeing your videos, man. Your boxing looks, man, your footwork looks nasty. It looks good, man. I mean, when they going to let you fight again? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Um, we're, we're working that out. As we speak, you know, uh, I heard, you know, at first it was I was going to go to toe the line. And then uh, Nate told me that he thinks David might want me at Tampa in July. So, you know, it, I don't know when yet, but I'm working on getting getting that that second chance, you know. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I was wondering, I know you, you were talking about Diaz. Uh, what? And we also, you know, the Vikings, there's all kinds of 135ers. Is there certain people that you're talking about? Honestly, I don't give a shit who I fight. They can put whoever they want in front of me, and I'm going to fight them no matter what. Um, the Diaz thing, that's just that we, I, I, that's personal, honestly, man. Uh, let's talk about it. I love personal. Let's, let's do. Let's do. So, uh, you know, we come from the same uh, tryouts. Huh? Hold on a second. I know they're not. <laughs> My headphones apparently aren't working. Oh, shit. Uh, it's all good. Can you guys still hear me, though? Yeah, I oh, yeah. good. Right, cool. Um, yeah, so we both went to the same tryouts here in Phoenix. Um, you know, and I saw him hustling, bro, like even after the tryouts. I was already in, you know. I, I originally went to the tryouts to hold mitts, you know, Nate Nate paid me to go hold mitts. You fought a lot for Dave already. You've already fought a lot for Dave. I've already read you you fought for all his organizations before. So you well, know that. Yeah, I fought for uh Dave. Back here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, he used to come out here, you know, three times a year. And uh, he had bad boy boxing and then bad boy MMA. And, yeah, I've done his, his, you know, 
three uh, three fights in one night tournament, and uh, I've also yeah. competed MMA for him too. So, um, but yeah, me me and David Diaz, we met at the uh, tryouts, and then you know I bullshitted with him there, and then followed him. And, uh, you know, he was grinding, bro. He was grinding. He was like me. We were grinding, making our own shit, promoting ourselves. And I ended up inviting him out here to Phoenix again. And, uh, you know, came out. I held some myths for him. We did a little bit of sparring and shit like that. And then I told him, you know what, man? Why don't you come to Knucklemania with me? You know, I think I think it could help help you out, you know? Took him to I remember that. Yeah. He, he slept in my hotel. Matter of fact, I gave him the damn bed. In the one, in the one, the one we had, I had like a little suite, had a bedroom and shit. I said, I let him have, had two beds in there, but I let him sleep in there. I slept on the couch. And, uh, you know, we go to Knucklemania, get him in free, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, because of how my fight happened, he, uh, he just turned around and started talking shit. Oh, I do better. I do this, all that. Hey, sorry. Got After you trained with him? He's training with you and he's talking shit about you. That's not right, man. Nah, exactly. Well, see, he 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 went into the hallway after my fight. After I called it out because I couldn't move, I couldn't move that fight. You know, my my hip went out. I tried to fight. I didn't know that's what happened at first during the, mine and Travis's fight. Um, if you actually go back and rewatch that fight, the first ten seconds, I can I counter him. He throws the overhand. I counter it with an overhand, and, and Travis's his jaw his goes like this, and he kicks his feet up. And I tripped over him. I tried to pivot over, but I his foot hit mine. Trip, hip popped out. First ten seconds of that fight. Go watch it. Uh, hey, look, I'm gonna tell you. I saw it, man. And I had my hip popped out five years ago. That's no fucking joke, man. People uh, don't understand that. They don't understand. Hurt. Um, even 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 in during the rounds, you know, my corner was like, "Hey, dude, you know, the uppercut's right there all day. He keeps ducking his head on exchanges. Just I need to get low, get down to his level." And I I literally looked at him and go, "I can't bend my knees, dude." And uh. Later, but yes, sir. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So after that, David Diaz started talking shit, and then, you know, pretty much I came home, you know, back to Phoenix, and uh, I was just sitting here one day, and he hits me up. You know, he goes to Joey's camp, you know, and uh, which actually he wasn't gonna do at first either. You know, he had to try to scrounge money up, and that's why I said, "Hey, save your money. I'll pay for you to get into the fights, all this other shit." Man. Um, so you can go train with over there to Joey and shit. And uh, as soon as he goes to Joey, he's like, I've been home for two days, dude. And he calls me up. Oh, I heard you're talking shit. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, bro, if I had something to say, I'll say it to your goddamn face. The fuck? Take him out. Please stop. <laughs> dude, that's right. hilarious. Cause I, so he basically, you took care of him and got him there. And then it's kind of like dating another that, girl. I mean, he hey, cheated on you with Joey. Kind of, in a sense. But, you know, I don't. I don't take away his hustle. He hustled to get where he's at, period. He's very good at promoting himself. I don't take none of that none of that away from him. But, you know, not even a thank you, not even, hey, David, come, you should come check out Joey's camp, fucking none. It was literally a, a fuck you, like you said. Use you like stuff. Like yeah, it's like you said in, I can't remember whose interview it is, I had to be fake, he said. I, I faked it, you know, because uh, see what my division's like, blah, 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 blah. He called himself fake online. I don't even think he knows it. Oh, now we got now you now we got to make Dude, that fight. Hey, do you really believe he got a five five deal? I don't know. I don't know. He says. I don't. He did. Why would you? Why would you do that? He had one fight. I mean, like people get three five deals, but five uh, five. That's, is he a fake a management fighter? 
I don't. I, I, that's funny. Which fake manager are we talking about here? I look at my. Uh, I look, look. I'm the police. Look at my oh, I'm the fucking management with Paul. Hey man, I've yeah. already had my. I've already had my fucking issues with that boy too. Hey, look, man. They threatened me. Look, I could show you. Like he's coming to see me. I was. I'm. Look, it's Cody. Yeah, Paul the fake said he's gonna manager. come see us. They're gonna fuck me up because I look. I heard. Look, I, I didn't know. Look, I had an announcement tonight. Paul had a new fighter they signed today. This is Mackenzie. She's a hundred fifty. Yeah, very cool management. She is really good. She's really, but she just signed a fifteen fight contract. But number she made never contender right there, huh? Number one yeah, right here, one hundred and fifty and oh. Oh shit! That's my, that's the fake shit. No, that's what I was saying when I heard the five fight contract. I was like, that's a weird, that's a big contract. Just a that is a big contract. Five. But but then again, I mean, he is over with Joey, and and, and you know that does bring some good. Hype to him, and who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, are they go, are they talking that fight to you? Is that is that you know something what? there? I made a post a while ago, you know, clowning on him and shit. I don't know if you guys seen that one. I did. Oh, I did. And I actually tagged. I see I tagged, him yeah, I tagged Nate in it and everything, and you know, I was like, I Nate, you know, not to put our conversation on blast, blah 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 blah. And you know, out of respect, Nate called me like, "Hey, bro, you know, pull pull it down." So I pull it down, you know, because um, I figured that's what was gonna happen. Yeah, um, but he said, "Hey, if you want, if you want Diaz after the fight, after you know, call him out. If he wins, call him out. We'll make it happen." And I'm calling him out, bro. Like, you know, in, in my opinion, I let you in my home, dude. You know, I own my own gym here in Phoenix. It's not the greatest gym. I opened it during COVID. Um, I took my unemployment money and I built a gym, dude. Just, just to be able. Fuck to yeah, hustle. Right, that's that's respect. People don't do shit like that. People buy. That's respect. There, I didn't know that. That's fucking yeah, respect. They man. buy a damn PS Five and then pawn it and fucking. Yeah, I'd rather try to make something so I could be able to pay my mom's rent or somebody or make gonna be able to make it. I'm I'm struggling right now as it is just with this fucking place. Dude, but you're I training with, you're training with the crippler though. Still right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I went out. I, I did go out to San Diego. I got to go to his house, train with him at his house. Um, we, I went. I went a couple for uh, two, three days. Um, even got over there with Joe Vargas at the arena. Worked with him. So I was going out when I went out there. So literally, get this right. I was stressing, didn't have much money. Me and Chris worked our deal out. I literally got in my our, uh, mine and my wife's Jeep, drove there, got out of the car, trained with Chris. And then went and slept on the beach that night, like in the car with me, because I took my dog with me. Turned around, woke up in the morning, went over to the arena, trained with Joe Vargas, which is, you know, his boxing coach. Um, yep. And then at 11 a.m. and then 4 p.m. turned around, worked with uh, Lieben again. And then same thing, you know, same thing the next day and then drove home. Right. After. Okay, so why, Nate Shook, why are you not giving him a contract, man? He's sleeping in his van on a fucking beach. Trying no, his to Jeep. His Jeep. I mean, his I mean, Jeep. I mean, come on, God damn it, give him a contract. I mean, that's why because I was watching your video. It will happen, man. It's it, you know, you know, Chris is do. It's a good dude, man. You know, I, mean, I love it. He's got that dude for as scary looking as he is. Has the biggest damn heart, man, and I got all the respect and love for that dude. Like, I, I think I'd go die for that motherfucker. Real talk. Oh, hey, he was—he's one of my favorites. I went to an event. I had a shirt, and I lost his shirt in my divorce. Some of my great mill like shirts I bought in fight events and stuff. My ex-wife still had. I think she burned them on Facebook that, or something. But he was up. one of my. She, she burned Chris Lee's shirts. That's fucked up. <laughs> well, she's a bitch, man. Oh, she's a fucking cunt. I'm telling you that right now. But no, I'm saying straight up. I was one of my favorite shirts. It had the Crippler. Had some kind of blood on it. 
And uh, after the fight, I didn't get to talk to him, but somebody like got in a fight in the crowd, and I thought there was like a blood stain, but it probably was a ketchup stain, so I never it it, it stayed on it. So, you know, you're like that was from the crippler. I uh, know, I was like, like that. I don't have any more, so I'm gonna have to get another one of his shirts, man. But I, oh, yeah. we know uh, that's why. Is there anybody else besides him you want to fight? Honestly, I want to fight everybody. I want to fight See, everybody in my division, dude. I, I'll fight. Ready. Like, I'm sorry, man. I, yeah, I want Travis. Of course, it's redemption, but I'll let things fall in place. You know what I mean? He, he's got he's got his hands full with Kid Gotti. Um, he, yeah, he's got things coming with that kid. That kid's good, man. I, you know, I mean, I'm supposed to get down there and work with a little with him too. You know, but uh, that's what I was. That's what I was. What about this? Uh, have you been looking into this bare knuckle MMA stuff they're having in Florida? Have you looked into that any? You know, no, I, I've, I've, I've seen that, you know, uh, Jorge Masvidal is, you know, putting it on and everything like that. And I, I was waiting for somebody to do it. You know, it, it was bound. I just didn't know if like BKFC was going to take that step first or, or what. But um, I mean, it's going to be exciting, but I just don't see it being as exciting as just regular bare knuckle. Man. The, the grapplers, they don't understand the grapplers won't have the gloves. The grapplers I have a lot more like it, it, it's going to help. I think it's going to help the grapplers more than they understand. That's what I, I think. It might it could be boring, maybe a lot more boring. I think, I think, I think it's going to be more boring, dude. It, That's what because it's really not changing much of MMA besides you're taking the gloves off, which I get it. Okay, cool, it's brutal, but ain't nothing more brutal than standing toe to toe, fucking banging the fuck out. Period. Yeah, it, it's not. It, it doesn't get even more entertaining than that. Yeah. Did you see? Did you see uh, Reddick that was on the card in Birmingham? The, he fights six three, but he fought at one thirty five. Hey, I, I, I'll fight Reddick too, man. Bring, oh, I'll go ask you. I know that everybody. We were there, and we were there, and I mean, he looks really massive. But the guy, he he's tall as shit. He's six three, but you, here's my thing, man. All my career, I've been fighting at forty five, fifty five. I've even fought at seventy at one point. I fought tall dudes all the time. I got long ass reach. I can fight going backwards if I need to, and I will hit you. Period. That's what I, mm -hmm. I was gonna ask you because that that's a I mean he did good, but the guy he fought, he knocked that tooth out of that guy. I, uh, that that I don't I don't think they some of the fights they had that night, some of the guys shouldn't have been in the ring was like the guy that fought Tom. And that, and that's gonna happen though, you know, especially with how yeah. you know tryouts are going and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're it that's kind of part of it, you know, to just see who's who and what, you know. That guy that fought Tom, but but yeah, you know, to put somebody that like that against Riddick, you know, what I mean, I could see, you know, Riddick, he's he's got some he's got some hands, man, you know, and he, I, and he can he can move for a bit for a tall dude. I was there. Brandon was calling him out while he was there. I was like, oh shit, whatever, don't be doing that. It's a big motherfucker. Yeah, I love Brandon. I love Brandon. But over calls out everybody. He just yeah, like, I know. I love Brandon's dad. Which I don't, I don't blame him. I just want to fight too. You know what I mean? So of course he's gonna call out everybody. It keeps the the attention. I mean, even my son calls him the green haired dude. I mean, my son's five years old. <laughs> well, you didn't see Jorge's MMA thing. They're sharing Brandon's hair with Kid Gotti's in the picture. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like Brandon's getting shared with Jorge's thing. I'm like, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like they got let him fight. Brandon did good, man. He he built himself. A brand, you know, he made himself a brand, which is good. Yeah, and that, and that's really what you're the 
main goal is, you know, get that exposure. Once you have that exposure, it's on how you run with that exposure, you know. Mm-hmm. But you got what, what, babe, what was that saying your cousin said? Uh, you can uh, walk the talk, but you can you talk the walk. Or yeah. Some shit right. That said. Yeah. It's different from how that normally said, but, you right. know. Uh, I get you that. No, but I, yeah. I saw the DS stuff. I'm gonna send him a message. Out. I think he only does. Inst- does he just do Instagram? I don't think he's on Facebook. Yeah, I think he just has an Instagram and uh, 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 he has Snapchat. Uh, yeah, um, you got Snapchat. Yeah, I think he, I know he has Snapchat. He's got Instagram and I know he's on Twitter, I believe. And then he does have a Facebook, but he doesn't use it as much. Hey, you can get him on right now. Hey, you want to see a fight? That's going to be a fight. Because I don't take nothing away from the kid, man. You know what? He hustled his ass. He's a dog. Where is that? And him and, and, him and, him and the Viking kid, man. Hey, they put on a hell of a show, period. That's what the crowd wants. They want a fucking hell of a show. It doesn't matter who the hell it is. They just want a good fight. And You know that guy fights. never sparred? Did you know uh, that? He never sparred one time before that fight, the Viking. No, I didn't. Actually, I didn't really yeah. know much about him until, you know, after the fight. I know a lot of good history, a little bit about him now, just because of mutual people. Um, and I do my research, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. But it was a good fight, bro. We'll just keep it at that. But, it, you know, it, if El Nino wants to fight me like that, like that with his hands down, he's going to get knocked the fuck out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because that, I mean. Both of those guys, anyone will be a good fight. But yeah, no, we had the guy, we had him on the show, or, or like a, right after the fight, and he was like, "No, I've never sparred before, never sparred one time." I was like, "Holy fuck, literally, like not one time." Like, okay, like, Jack, what do you say, Jack? Hey, no, I was, he's got to have done some street underground shit somewhere because you don't have them skills like that for nothing. I know he was smooth. I was like, if not, he needs hey, to teach classics. Hey, he did have some good head movement, man. The, the Viking kid has some really. I know. Good, he, I, I was yeah. And, I, and like, you guys said, like you guys said about me, man, I'm all about my head movement and my feet work, man. And, and, and you know, that that's especially what Chris is having me do. He's tightened up my feet work, and that's why I'm moving a lot more. Um, it took me about, you know, almost a month since February, you know, to actually be able to start moving like that again fully. So, um, no, I see your videos, man. I mean, they look good. Like, you got, you, you got the bungee on. You can see, like, your angles, everything you're turning. Like, I mean, you look in shape, and that's why I was like, there's got to be a fight coming up because, I mean, I mean, there's certain people you see bro, training on Facebook. You're one of I stay ready, bro. I'm in my gym day in, day out. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't realize, but I pretty much am near train seven days a week, you know, over eight hours a day, you know, with with freight pretty much. So um, I'm mainly just trying to focus on making sure, like, my movement's going to be good with my hip and everything um, and just develop more, develop more power, you know. Uh, I probably shouldn't say it, but even Chris, man, we were doing some mitt work and shit, and I landed a hook on one of the combinations he he has me doing, um, which I practiced still to this day since last time I was out there, again and again and again and again and again until I have this shit fucking mastered. Hell yeah, that's what Uh, you do, man. But I hit him with a hook, you know, under the bodysuit, and he literally goes, dude, god damn that was that was that was a lot of power right there he goes that would put anybody out that would have me he said that would have put me on my ass what, what you, that, i was like that. oh my god <laughs> when the crippler did that did you get a chug when he said that to you did that's you say holy why, fucking shit? I, I was like oh my god i gotta get home i gotta get home let's go i gotta get home i, I would have i'd be like can, can you say that again hold on a second can you <laughs> 
at that time we weren't recording it was a little bit after that that he was like all right pull out the phone let's let's get a little little clip or whatever of the combination and you can use it you know post it and awesome stuff. i know well, i know you got a class coming up man you got any uh, sponsors you want to shout out or anything uh so actually let me get to that uh my class at 6 30. i still got a few more minutes you guys on okay um yeah, so for the most part, I also started my own brand, LGD, Let's Get Dangerous, and also off of that, Bloody Knuckle Extreme Wear. Um, awesome. Two new lines, uh, so you guys can go to Reaper, uh, reaper1.co. Same thing as uh, the Bare Knuckle Freak. I'm also a Bare Knuckle Freak ambassador, so, you know, you guys want to help a fighter out, go to Reaper Co. Anything you buy on there, put it in uh, Morgan 10. It'll give you a little bit of discount. I think it might even save you on shipping. Um, and... and Help us out, Dude, man. I saw the shirts, man. They're cool looking, man. It's some cool looking cool. shirts. That's why I was wondering. I didn't know if that was yours because I saw you sharing it. And I was like, that's pretty cool looking shirt. Oh, there. The, the LGD, let's get dangerous. That was actually supposed to be my walkout shirt. Uh, or not a walkout shirt, but afterwards shirt of the Knuckle Mania fight. Um, which I trademarked that logo too, which that's this one right here. Uh, yeah, from a poster right there. This one right here. Yeah, I, I have cool. that. I have that trademark now, and then the bloody knuckle extreme wear. Um, we got that trademark, and uh, I designed that logo myself too. So, but no, um, I was gonna tell you, David. See, I'm I'm on a mission to stop uh, fake management companies taking advantage of fighters. Yeah. So, so I, I was gonna tell you, you're gonna tell, I, you I, see I, I on social media. the whole conversation with Paul. To where I finally figured out what the fuck he was up to, called his ass out on shit, and then what did he do? Block me. Let me tell you what the motherfucker did to me. This is true. So he had a he had his supposedly son message me and said I I I made a picture of a bunch of dolls and I, I I'll tag you in it where I, they got signed and it was funny shit because man they're hiring, they're signing 150 fighters and then they're telling the fighters after you're signed you got to go to tryout. That's fucking bullshit. Uh huh. So uh, yeah, the way that I, is some bullshit. So, so he sent me a message. I said, dude, I was making a joke. He, he sends me a message. I'm going to come find you. I'm like, what? It ain't that fucking hard to find me. You know, like, I see, because we get, I, it's just unreal. He's ripping people off. I think he's ripping people off. Well, of course, people are. Who, who, who's fought, who's actually really fought that is signed with them that we know about? The, the Marine. Okay. That was the only one. And you know what? I hate to say it, the other companies need to grab that guy. That guy's a bad motherfucker. He killed Stan. I, I agree with that too. And then he's got Misfit. And Misfit's already a fighter. And then they got a few. And then they, I'll tell you what, I can't think of her name. Uh, she has the red hair. I can't wait to see her fight. She looks like she's going to kill somebody. I can't. Sure. Pittman. Pittman. Uh, I think Pittman. Pittman I've, I've I think she's going to be a dog. She's going to be. I, 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 I think there's some upcoming women, period, that are going to be fucking take people by storm, dude. Hey, let me tell you what I think he's doing. I think he's trying to hire a bunch of sign a bunch of fighters and start his own promotion. Maybe. That's what I think he's doing. I, there you go, Paul. I said it, Paul. But but good luck. It's a fucked anyway, up industry. I know, out I, know, there, I know you got I hey, we got Jeff Houston about to come on and I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna try to talk about the DS fight for you with him. Oh, yeah. And uh I know yeah, you're about real to quick, real quick, David Diaz, bro. You know what's the fucking deal, and you know. You know we're gonna fucking fight, so don't run and don't be fucking little bitch about it. Fucking man up, sign a goddamn contract, and let's do the fucking thing, bro. Hey, hey, 
Hey, you think he'll come on the show with you and we'll talk about it? Sure, why not? Hey, I, I, at the end of the day, I, I, I don't have hatred for him. I, I got love for the kid. But you pretty much came in my house and said, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, nah. You, you could have done it a whole different way, Bubba. Whole different hey, way. So, send him a message and send my stuff to him, and we'll set it up. We'll get him out, and we'll, we'll get this thing. Because I, I want to see this fight, because this has got some good stuff to it. I want to see this. Oh, hey, you got two guys from the same tryouts, okay? Not only we're from the same tryouts, we linked up after the tryouts. Then we went to – I brought him to Knuckle Mania. Then he fucking, oh, fuck you. You talking shit, bullshit. Fucking, nah, I'm talking shit now. Uh, you know? And then right. that's even best is he's got who in his corner? The heavyweight champ. You got the fucking oh, crippler, though, man. I got you the got crippler. the crippler. Hey, whose fighter's going to win? You got the heavyweight champ and you got the crippler. Whose fighter's going to win? No, all respect to Joey, though. All respect, you know. Uh, hat off to yeah, Joey. I I mean, no, seriously, message him and we'll set something up, but we're going to get Jeff on here right now. But, right. hey, man, thanks for coming on, man. We'll be hey, watching. No problem, for real. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Sorry, my guy. Hey, awesome, man. Yes, sir. Hey, kick, kick fucking ass, man. Hey, I'm doing my best, and, you know. I hey, keep doing the videos. Full works look good, man. Full work looks good. Cool. Yeah, I actually got told All by right, a fan the other day that I need to start posting more videos. I haven't been posting. Hey. They don't know what's going on with me. Hey, I need more. I need more David Morgan versus the baboon videos, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I got uh, my, my wife back here is like, yes. Do <laughs> yeah. it, man. Seriously. Maybe, but yeah, well, he, maybe like a up. zebra, a fucking, you know, something. You just switch anything. A gator. You versus one of them little javelinas out there running around? Yeah. Oh, well, my son right there? Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. Four years old, bro, put you in an armbar. Hey, that's what you do, man. That's yeah. what you teach him at the right age. Well, yeah, hey, no, I, think, I think I'm going to actually do like a whole, uh, like a mini doc, like almost record myself for a whole day. So the viewers, fans, everybody can kind of see my, what I go through on a daily basis, at least for maybe a day or two, maybe a week. I don't know yet. I yeah. um, definitely want to do something uh, uh, soon with the fight because uh, I'm going to be going out to San Diego pretty much for a whole month and uh, hey, get, ready to, uh, get ready to, you know, knock somebody the fuck out. Hey, but tag him, and uh, I'll message him, and I'll set – it can be later than this. It can be super late because it don't matter, and I'll set something up, and we'll have some fun. All right, cool. All right, man, just let me know. All right, man. You got David you guys. here tonight. Hell of a job tonight, Thanks David. Thanks for joining us. What's that? Thanks for joining us. Oh, uh, no problem. Thanks for having me, Thanks, guys. man. Thanks, yes, man. We'll talk. Uh, oh, see I you, just man. cut him off short. My bad. My bad. I, I cut do. him off short. Hey, I, I told you, man, he's training for I, real, man. I, I, I've been saying he's – like, me, dude, fucking lived with him, and then do that to him. That's some, that's some shady motherfucking shit. They gotta fight now, right? Yeah, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. Intro. Hold on. <clears throat> Wait, are you really good? Are you gonna do a real introduction? Hold on. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna try. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mister Live Worldwide, Jeff Houston. Was that bad? Like, well, that was pretty bad, I think. It's not oh, that it was, it's not that it was bad. It's just I'm the pro and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told him. I, look, 
before before we talk about fights, man, is how do you how do you keep your voice like that, man? You do a hell of a job. How do you is there like do you have to train like every day to keep your voice? Because when you did that main event the other night, I looked at Jake and I said, Bruce Buffer ain't got shit on you. I was like, I was like, that was for real, man. That was one of the best introductions I've ever been in. The best in the world don't have to train. They're the best in the world for a reason. And that reason is, is that it's just a gift. It's a given. It's just au natural. If I'm training my voice, then I'm doing something wrong. I go in there with zero prep work. I'm not there to train. I'm there to be the best in the motherfucking world. Mm. Hey, Jake, Jake, yeah. that's what I was talking about. <laughs> you got, you got some stuff. I'm assuming most of it's written down, but I feel like the best work is going to be when you just ad lib it and just throw it in or is it always written down oh no i <clears throat> i never write anything down except the particulars just all the names the, and yeah, all the yeah. facts and stuff just, just the particulars because the best announcers in the world are the ones who you know commit a lot to memory and they spend more time looking out at the crowd looking at the camera making better eye contact with those watching those who you know bury their nose in their cards I mean, those are the ones that never truly understand the performance of what we do. Yeah, because you kind of just look at it quick and then it's it's all eyes on you. You know, what I mean, you got the mic. Well, I, I never want it to be all eyes on me. I'm just that damn good that it happens. Well, yeah, all ears on you, at least. But I'm, I'm a confident what man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, but I, no, I listened to your show and that's why I was telling Jake, I was like, man, this, this guy talks wrestling, MMA and all this. And I was like, all the promote. We were looking up. How many promotions has he announced for? 80 plus. I mean. 80. Do you still plus. do Roy Jones? Do you still do Roy Jones? Yeah, I still work with Roy Jones. I still work with Icon Fighting Federation. Still working with Road Fighting Championship over there in South Korea. In fact, I actually just got the green light to go back in July. I'm really stoked wow. about that. Yeah, I'm happy I about that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we just got the green light on that because they're allowing people back that have uh, been vac vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, you don't have to quarantine for two weeks. So that's good about that. <laughs> Unfortunately, with my Russian promotion, uh, ACA, there's some shit going on uh, with the United States Treasury that I'm not really going to get too much into. But let's just say that there are some sanctions in place that are preventing me from working with them right now. And it's real. It's really regrettable, unfortunately, because that's one of my favorite clients. I, I over there, I, if people don't watch it because they, the language. But if you ever watch one of their shows, that's some of the best fighting from Russia when they fight. That's some of the best fighting. Over oh, there. they don't play. They don't yeah. they, they don't they don't play. They know exactly what they have to gain from fighting on that platform and they know where they want to go. I mean, you know, it's it's no surprise that we're seeing more and more Russian and Chechen fighters that are making a name for themselves in the UFC and here in uh, the US. Yep. Khabib, Khabib has brought it over and his little team right now. I mean, it's nasty. I mean, they, they take you down. They. They beat the shit out of you, and it's not even fair. You know that's what they do. Well, that's what's interesting about it, and that's why I like their team because they're not—they're not a lay and pray team. They'll take you down, they'll beat the shit out of you, and that's exactly what people want. Nobody wants a lay and pray session. That's—that's that's boring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, John Fitch. I always used to say that was a John Fitch fight back in the day. John Fitch, he would always take you down. He'd kind of lay on you a little bit, and he would just grapple you back in the day, but. Man, when Khabib and they take you down, they beat the shit out of you until you want to be choked out. Khabib, is, 
Khabib is not offering you any kind of down pillow while you're down there. No. Let me just tell you that, man. He's saying, you know, no pillow for you, no blankets for you. I'm taking you down. I'm going to put you to sleep. I, I know uh, I always, because I, I know you do uh, all the promotions. I was going to ask you, I see everybody talks bare knuckle and everybody asks the same questions, but is there any up and coming MMA fighters from that one of some of those promotions or, or boxers that you see that's coming up that, that you that's going to be something in a few years? Do you have any that you would like to throw some names out? Well, obviously, the one that I want to talk about the most is the one that I believe uh, our president, David Feldman, is most excited about, and that's Vanderlei Silva. That's going to be fun, fun stuff to see the axe murderer. We've seen him as a guest. You know, we he was he was there joining us at BKFC 8, and he's excited about the product. And I would just like to see the possibilities of the axe murderer without any gloves. How old he is? It's irrelevant to me. Who cares, Who cares about that? It's just the prospect of him without gloves. This man was dangerous. This, 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 this man was dangerous enough with four ounce gloves. Just imagine you take those away. Look at his face. You couldn't even do nothing to his face. I mean, his face is just carnage. It's just freaking carnage, man. It, I don't think vanity is going to be a thing with uh, Vanderlei Silva, man. In no. fact, actually, every scar that he uh, will get from Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship will just give his face that much more character. Who do you who do you think was? I mean, I'm telling you, you got to be a dog to step in there with him because I mean he's crazy. Who do you think they would put in there with him? Is it going to be 185 or 205? You know, it's really going to depend on his training regimen and where he's at. Where he where he's at? I mean, you know, it depends on the camp. A lot of people would probably like to see him at 205, and I would, if I were to guess, I would believe cruiserweight would probably be a good starting point for him because it's not yeah. a drastic a weight cut for him first out. He can walk around with a few extra pounds and kind of gauge how the squared circle treats you because it's a completely different environment inside the squared circle as opposed to the cage. So I think starting at cruiserweight would probably be the better logical point for him to start at because at that point he can say, you know what, am I carrying around a little bit too much? We'll go ahead and we'll push it back down to 185. Are, are you think they're going to bring somebody in for him to fight or is it going to be somebody that's on the roster already? <clears throat> you know, it's kind of difficult – to see who's going to be first. You know, the only reason that Britton Hart was first against Paige Van Zandt is because of the statement that she made. And everybody knows that she made the statement. She knew when to choose her moment. And she was blunt to the point. It there's worked. no, and, and there's no way that you could deny her that opportunity after all of that, because that made, that made headlines. People were talking when people get talking, people want to, buy pay-per-views. People want to buy tickets. They want to see what's going to happen with someone like Britton Hart stepping up against a, a pedigreed athlete like Paige Van Zandt. And as you all know, gentlemen, the rest is history. So yeah, I'm not sure. Would. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who they would uh, put in there. Uh, what about think, no, 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 no. I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't think that they would put a seasoned bare knuckle fighter That's in awesome. there against him at the beginning. Uh, it it really wouldn't look good for him because the thing about it is, is that some fighters, especially when they have, I said before, like this amazing athletic pedigree that they're known for, a lot of them don't necessarily want to get embarrassed the first fight out. Now, I'm not yeah. saying feed someone to Vanderlei Silva when he decides to go out there, but find him someone who's going to be a good first match for him that maybe he's not necessarily going to kill him, but he could get a decisive knockout over. So, I, so I think, 
I think Lorenzo would be an up would be a ridiculous uphill battle for Von oh, yeah. Silva the first time out because uh, Lorenzo's cut his teeth in bare knuckle. He's a dog, man. He's a dog. Oh, I, oh I, I, he's 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 a he's a future world champion, one hundred percent guaranteed, man. He will have gold so around in the waist. Yeah, they just ain't made the belt yet. That's the only reason he don't have it. <laughs> oh, the belt's it, there. It's just that we gotta we we gotta put the chess pieces in place. Yeah, but no, I man, I, I you know, crazy horse. I'm hoping he'll be in the crowd then because him and Vandalay, you know, they have that beef. You ever watch those? I, I remember back in the day, the old the, that was some of the, the pride back in the day was some of the best stuff. Just the entertainment alone, they hated each other. Some of the stuff they did. That's why that's a good now. I I, I really want to see him fight. You think he's gonna fight sometime soon? Um, I'm just the ring announcer, dude. I have no idea on the inner workings <laughs> as of yet. Everybody think everybody thinks that I know the inner workings just because I'm part of the company, man. I'm just there to add sizzle to the steak. As far you got as the best job. I mean, I've 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 always thought about like what what if every job pays the same and like what would I do. I never once thought ring announcer, but I think it just skyrocketed to the top of my list. I mean, I, if I had the voice, but like you got the best seats in the house, you go to all the fights. It's it's fucking awesome. I'm kind of jealous a little bit. It's awesome, <laughs> but uh, the funny thing about, and I think that it's a uh, kind of a mystique about my profession is everybody thinks that they can do it. Oh, you I know, it's almost can. like so many people think that you know they take a look at the commentator role. And a, and a lot of people will respond, no way I can do that. You know, you've got to tell a story. you got to know the particulars. You have to have a background on it. But the casual fan, oh, I could totally do the ring oh, no. job. I could totally do that. No. And I, I kind of scoff at that. I laugh at that because it's people just have no idea the science that is involved once you reach a certain level. I mean, if you end up becoming like, you know, a regional announcer and you start doing, you know, kind of, you know, house shows and such, well, then you can be a little bit more animated and such. But once you reach a certain level, man, every movement, everything you do has a purpose. There's no wasted motion. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite fight the other night um, in Birmingham? Uh, definitely uh, uh, Bobo O'Bannon and uh, Zach Kalmus. That, that yeah. was just... That was super intense. It was the right call to uh, give that the fight of the night honor. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. It was, it, it was fast. Um, Zach definitely belongs in bare knuckle. Uh, cardio conditioning is definitely going to be uh, part of his next training camp, 100%. He went out there a little too ultimate warrior for me. Yeah. I, think, I, think, I, think, yeah. I mean, Bobo took 40 shots from himself before even the fight even started, though. He was beating the shit out of himself walking in. Zach, when Zach he, picked his shots. he picked his shots right. He, he, <laughs> he, he let him step on the gas. Yeah. He figured that he was going to start gassing out. Gas him out, and then, yep. And then if you started seeing, he started slowly and very methodically picking him apart. Like Rocky move almost. Like baby when Rocky. When he walked out, when Zach walked out, we were we were at the table seats kind of close to the walkouts. He hit himself one time so hard. I mean, I was like, I thought he about knocked himself out walking to the I ring. I saw that. I mm -hmm. saw that. I'm like, dude, I understand the psych out, but please don't put yourself in the position to right. where you're going to be your own worst enemy. Right. And then screaming at the camera, I think he, I really think he gassed himself. I think that that's a lot. People don't, and then the adrenaline rush. The adrenaline all just gasses yourself out. As soon as you hit that first bell, your adrenaline shot. Oh, it's not, it's nothing but, it's nothing but adrenaline. I can only speak 
for myself, I can't speak for the right. perspective of a fighter. And I've got to believe that the adrenaline is about a million times that much more paramount than what I'm going through. Even though that, you know, there's a, there, there's a million gallons of adrenaline in what I do for a living, but for a fighter, oh, especially a bare knuckle and a bare knuckle fighter on top of that, knowing what you're stepping into, that oh, this yeah. is not a contest. This is not about, this is a fucking fight. Yeah. Dude, I said, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask you, uh, Tom, we have Tom on a few times. That 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 body shot Tom threw the other Ooh. night, that was nasty, wasn't it? Ooh. Gypsy, gypsy body shot. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a gypsy body shot right there, yep. man. That uh, that reminded me of uh, the Bobby Gun liver shot. It was clean, it was effective, and it was right on point. I mean, we all know, especially those of us who follow combat sports, you get that clean liver strike. Dude, that's an off button. Mm-hmm. That's it. He everything, everything shuts down. You can't just, do anything. I mean, your whole body shuts down. It does, and that's what happened. We have a, yeah, mm-hmm. we have a friend that was supposed to be fighting that guy on his own on a card up here, the AFC MMA a card. AFC I card. Message, I sent him a message at night. I said that dude ain't fighting. They had to cancel the fight right after that because oh, he was. An, I mean, that, I mean, I was like, there's no way. He's I was in the hospital the, for a couple of days. I would be and surprised then, if he was pissing a little blood after that. Yeah. When, and after Tom did it, did you see how Tom looked at the crowd and he was just standing there like that evil look? I was like, they fed they fed that kid to the dogs, man, because Tom was a different animal that night, man. 155. Tom, Tom's a different animal now. Tom has actually become a different animal as he's evolved. He is really the quintessential bare-knuckle fighter. He, he, mm-hmm. he's, he's got the look. He's got the talent. And – he needs to stay at 155. Yep. He needs to stay at yeah. 155. I believe he is going to be a force. And the 155 division is going to start to see a whole bunch of new names. As we all know, what's coming up in June, we've got the 155-pound championship, Luis Palomino, and, of course, my guy, Tyler Goodjohn. I think we're going to see a different Tyler Goodjohn in that fight because I don't think that we're going to see bobbing and moving as much. I think we're going to see a more deliberate Tyler Goodjohn in this fight and knowing that that fight's going on, I'm sure Tom Schof is going to be looking from the sidelines. He's going to be taking notes. He's going to be saying this, this is what I want. This is what I'm working towards. And you're just seeing a different fighter, but we did have a long talk uh, the last time that he was on Loudmouth Fisticuffs, which was the last show. And we said, dude, you were tailor made for 155. You step mm-hmm. outside of that and you're going to be in the squared circle with guys that unfortunately have more knockout power. Well, yeah, he I mean, said the he, only guy that scares him is Palomino. I don't think he's scared. I think that it's a more elevated sense well, of yeah. thing. I, I, yeah, I, it's I, like more of a, a fantasy. Like he, that's the only one that he feels like can give it to what he give him that give him the dog fight that he wants. I think well, that's the only one he can say. Well, we know for a fact that Tom Schof can uh, survive a war. He's yeah. done. It. He's That's done all, it. Yeah, he, and they're he, bigger too. Those guys were all bigger than him too. Every one of those guys were bigger. Look at look, look at him and Joe Elmore. Joe Elmore had him by God, 10, 15 pounds probably after all when they stepped into the ring. And Tom Schof mm-hmm. made a bloody mess of his face. Now, granted, yeah. he he did get the knockdowns, which once again proves That's that at that weight class. There was more knockout power from Joe Elmore at 165 than there was from Tom Schoff. But take that yeah. back down to 155, and that's where Tom has the edge over a lot of fighters. So he's going to be a wild card in uh, at 155. Yeah, he was yeah, talking as long about. As he doesn't uh, fight in Florida anymore. I think he'll be all right with that. Those those 10-8 rules. 
<laughs> he outstruck. I mean, if you look at the strikes with him and uh, Joe, I mean, he outstruck Joe a lot. I mean, it was it was a huge amount. It was just the knockdowns. The, uh, the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have won the fight if it weren't for the knockdowns, one hundred percent. And we all know that. And he and was, he's, and he was frustrated. You saw the frustration every single time that he was knocked down. He was. Yeah. It's almost like he was saying to himself, "You're better than that, Tom." Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, and you know how hard it is to go the distance in a bare knuckle. I mean, just that last one in Birmingham shows that only one, maybe two fights went past the second round. Most of them ended in the first or early in the second. It's hard to get to a decision in bare knuckle. Very hard. You got to be a dog. Well, that's the thing. It. it I was talking with uh, Josh Burns, and this was right before his fight with um, Frank Tate. And he was saying that bare knuckle is where more heart is exposed in the ring than almost any other than almost any other uh, combat sport that there is. And, you know, I, I took that into consideration, started thinking about that, you know, because as you guys know, I've been here since moment one. But then again, you've got a veteran seasoned person like Josh Burns, who's not only fought bare knuckle here, but across the pond. And having him say that it made me realize that you know he's right he's absolutely right heart plays a huge factor in how you push through a bare knuckle fight i think um, i think that he we learned a lesson like why the ufc fighters don't take last minute fights when people get injured and stuff i think burns i think he overlooked frank and frank hometown boy had all the sweet home alabama coming out the adrenaline rush of the crowd yeah i just it was a that's a, that's a lot of pressure. Whether yeah. you're whether you're a seasoned veteran or not, that's a lot of pressure coming down on you, knowing that the last minute replacement for you is the hometown hero. That that and walkout when they played Sweet Home Alabama was crazy. Oh, and, uh, it was appropriate. I mean, was, that was, was so I was waiting. I can't believe it took that long was for someone doing to that. do it. When Burns started coming out dancing to Justin Timberlake, I was like, oh my god! I and look, Matt, uh, he's a bare knuckle most water. You can ask him. I said, I feel a Buster Douglas coming I, the night before. I said, I got some, I just got this feeling, man. And then when he, when he walked out to Justin Timberlake and he came out to Sweet Home Alabama, I said, Jake, hey, yeah. this, is, this is it. And it happened. I, fin- I, I finished my beer quick. I was like, oh, this is be my last one. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's a Buster Douglas situation because Frank did the smart man's fight uh, this time around. He absolutely utilized his distance. Yeah. Genius. He absolutely stuck that jab into Josh's face, and Josh had a hell of a time closing the distance. I mean, Josh, you know, I mean, Josh is my height. Josh is my height, and Frank Tate says he's 6'4". I actually think he's closer to 6'5". Oh, he's you know, tall. So, I want you know, he's a, plus, also, he's got long arms. I mean, we're talking John Jones reach. Yeah. That he's got. He was in so good he, shape. And, he, well, was in know, good. he was in better shape in this one than his last fight, and that's because he was already set to fight on the card to begin with. It's just, as we know, three to four days prior, you know, we had that dropout. So, unfortunately, for Dylan Kleckler, because of the injury, and boom, he comes in at the main event, and he's the ticket pusher out of the entire show. Yeah. Is, he, is he next in line since – I mean, that was uh, – Burns was – if he won, he got the title shot. Is, are they going to give it to Frank, or is this oh, going to no. be one? Oh, no, no. Mm-mm. I don't I, think I, I, I severely, I, I sincerely doubt that they're going yeah. to give him that after that because, you know, Josh was going to be in line because, as we all know, the fight that was originally scheduled was supposed yeah. to be a heavyweight title eliminator fight. And yeah. that was going to determine who was going to go ahead and take on Shoemaker and the champ. But 
that didn't happen and they didn't want to restructure a, a title eliminator with a last minute replacement and yeah, that made, and that made sense yeah. that is smart but I, i'm telling you michael terrell i don't know why they haven't he should he's that dude's nasty. I mean, I was telling everybody they need to watch. I mean, he knocked Burns' nose off his face. Burns talks about I remember, it. I remember the, the flat. The flat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I asked him, I said, was that your nose? I thought it was a snot. Like, you know how you had that? I mean, that was his whole nose just wiggling around. Yeah, no, yeah, that was like, that was like, that was like the, no, the cartilage. It was just yeah. like completely and totally cut and, on that. Uh, yeah. It was I saw nasty. Joey on the show last night saying he, you know, he's the, he, they call Michael the Leonard's, the Leonard. I can't say it tonight because I'm I've been smoking too much weed tonight. The lineage champion or whatever, where he's like the best champion out there in the world, and Joey wants him. So I, I'm hoping they might throw that fight out there. But they say him and Arnold maybe. Arnold, uh, wow, AJ, whoo, man, talk about a different fighter right now, man. Former heavyweight champ man is back, and I believe that he is on. I believe he's going to get his title back at one point. He. He's just so damn good. He's, well, just, call, he's just so damn yeah. good. See, he called out Michael Terrell, and Terrell said, let's do it. And they've been tagging each other. But then Joey said he won. I think that should be the title elimination. The winner of Terrell and, you know, Arnold, I think the winner. You know, goes. I, I, I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because it would be uh, Terrell's debut with BKFC. Oh, yeah. And I think it's a little too soon to throw a guy into that. I, I think that the guy needs a tune-up fight before we do any kind of title eliminator because no offense, no offense to Ter Michael Terrell. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's cut his teeth and bare knuckle. He's a veteran, but there's, there's a difference between being a veteran in one ring and being a veteran in the squared circle. Yeah. They mm -hmm. tape their, it's all about different tape too. Their, their tape of their, I mean, Josh was saying they tape over their knuckles over there and stuff. It's a lot different. Well, they, 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 they stopped doing that actually. Oh, they did stop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they took a page out of our book moving forward because they were getting a lot of criticism that they were claiming bare knuckle, but they still had the tape over their hand, over their fists. So they stopped doing that. And now they're okay. doing a full on bare knuckle like us, because what happened was is that they were trying to get sponsored and recognized by the bare knuckle boxing hall of fame. Well, Scott Burt said, we're not going to do that at the time because you're, you're taping right. your fists. However, we can give honorable mentions, but we're not going to, you know, stand stand behind you as a bare knuckle entity well now that they've done that but i don't think that bkb wants anything to do with it i think that they want to stand on their own they want to be their own entity because they know how close that uh scott bird is with uh, bkfc i was going to ask you because i mean me and jake's been talking about this okay uh bare knuckle sometimes you'll see they'll have the black gloves under the tape wrapped up and then sometimes they don't is that certain states or is that just a like i i, I I, that's what I was wondering. I believe that it varies from state to state. That okay. makes, that, that would that would make sense to me that uh, different. I, I would believe that taping procedures. I believe that there's the um, the blueprint for the taping procedure, which you know David Feldman devised. I believe that's taken into account in each state. Maybe certain states alter it. Because you so, know, because if you remember at the beginning. Dave would actually show uh, at the weigh-ins and sometimes at the press conferences the proper way that uh, uh, mm -hmm. the hand would be taped to show that that one inch was uh, uncovered from the uh, from the knuckle. 
Yeah, I, I remember seeing that because I was like, yeah, that's cool. That, that's why I was wearing, like, sometimes you'll see that black glove underneath there. And then some, like in Birmingham, nobody had it. And I was like, what's, is it just a state regulation? It had to be. And so that's what I was wondering. Could have been some extra padding for the wrist. I think they, I mean, that would be, I mean, break less breaking wrists and stuff. I think that would be cool as long as that. But that's, well, you that's have to solidify I mean. that. I mean, if you're finding bare knuckle, you have to solidify that wrist. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you, gotta you, you have to. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of the same principle like in bowling. Like if you're like a straight bowler, you got to make yeah. sure that that wrist is uh, straight in order to throw that straight one. So, same principle in bare knuckle fighting as in bowling. That yeah. is true. That's a good point. That's a very good point there. But uh, hey, you're going to the Bare Knuckle Hall of Fame. I've seen that on your show. You already went. That's going to be cool as shit. Man, that's one of those old school like. Are you you already went in though, right? 2019, class of 2019? Yes, I was in the class of 2019. This time around, we're doing two years. We're doing 2020 and 2021. And uh. it's going to be easily the highest attended bare knuckle boxing hall of fame ceremony that they've ever had. This is now going to become uh, a really big thing every year. I mean, we've already got, I think that they said for the, the tryouts over 350 fighters have already signed up to try. Holy out. The, shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Oh, oh, holy shit. I'm going to have to, my, you see, it's Cody, the fake management place. God damn it. There's going to be, a, there's going to be that one company is going to have like 50,000 fighters signed after that. <laughs> and you got to remember, this is in a big city. Uh, Belfast, New York. Belfast. Belfast doesn't even have a stoplight in the city limits. There's no stoplight within the city limits. That's how. How's New York? Is New York okay traveling to New York and stuff right now? Still with all the stuff oh, going on. It's not uh, traveling within the states is no big deal. Traveling okay. within the states is absolutely no deal. I mean, there's. Uh, the one thing that I do like about it is that flying on the airplanes, you feel so much better about the overall cleanliness before. I mean, it was just germ central, just a big old fucking metal tube of farts. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm going to test Cody real quick. I don't think he knows where Belfast is. Cody, what, what country is Belfast in? It's in New York. It's in it's Ireland, bro. You know, you're talking about, don't talk about Belfast, New York. Well, that's why he said country. So, you know, he kind of threw that out. There, oh, man. we're but, talking. Oh, we're, oh, you're going there. Oh, dude. And, I, and I'm Irish, man. I know where that is over there. You've never seen Sons of Anarchy, man. That's where they're over there. But no, uh, I've been to Belfast, New York. The only reason I've been to Belfast, New York, I had it when I was a kid. I remember uh, somebody was saying uh, they took me there and it was like some kind of Western old school looking. It, it's a really old looking town. And I remember looking at it when I was a kid. I was like, this is some weird shit. It's small, but it's Knuckletown, USA. And I mean, all you, the Hall of Fames are. I mean, who the fuck like goes outside of going to like the NFL Hall of Fame? Who the fuck goes to Canton, Ohio? You know what I mean? People it, who want to see the right. NFL it's going to be the same people that want to see the the Bare Knuckle Hall of Fame. That you're going to make a destination out of it. Outside of that, but no, yeah. like, I know well, you it's got like going to Cleveland. It's like going to Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, right. you know, outside of maybe seeing the Indians uh, play, maybe you know. Just a yeah. few other things, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you got the Cavaliers as well. But, you know, uh, the main reason a lot of people go there, of course, is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. Same thing. Same thing. I, no, but I know I know we don't take too much of your time up, not Jeff. But I know you got to oh, no, show. No, I'm good tonight, guys. Take, please. Oh, right. good, I, good. I, I, I know you got a show. And I, 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 I'm always interacting in your show. I like your show because one night we'll be – I'm going to tell you, Jay. One night they'll be sitting there. They'll be talking MMA. Next thing you know, they'll be talking about wrestling. And then next, and, I, and I'm starting to think about kid wrestlers when I was a kid growing up. And then 
they'll start talking about bare knuckles. So I'll be listening to the show. I'm like, holy fuck. And I'll start interacting. I'm like, my and my my kid, they're like, what are you doing? Why are you looking at your phone? I'm like, this is really entertaining. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. loud mouth, loud mouth fisticuffs, man. We don't hold anything back. We're not scripted. We don't even talk about the show ahead of time. The only thing that we talk about is who we're going to have on as a guest. We recently started incorporating guests in one at a time. Uh, we've gotten some good feedback on that, but for the most part, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. And knowing knowing Josh, <laughs> knowing Josh, knowing Josh, how boring he is, you know, it's so easy for me to create content. Oh no! Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was going to ask you: Are you? Are you? This is this is my entire show notes. It's one fucking page. That's it. That's the whole I, show I, notes. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't say I'm in talk with some psycho. Like, I can't really say this guy's name. We got some guy that would probably there's some we talk. I, what I do is I, I talk to people and we'll talk to MMA people. We'll be messaging people. And I'll say, Jake, everybody, I'll say, Jake, what do you want to do? And Jake say, all right, yeah, we'll do it on this night. And we'll just we'll get it here. I have it lined up. But uh, I was going to ask you, have you do you drink Tiger Energy? Oh, I love sugar free Tiger Life. Oh, so you drink the sugar. See, he sent me a case of both. I'll tell, tell you what, I'll tell you life. <laughs> the Look, cleaner energy drink, absolutely. Yeah. Dude, I was Cody, telling Jake. I think, I think that's his third one since we started the show. Look, I, I, went, I went natural I, red. I can tell. He's not. He, I'm, I'm going to tell you, man. He's moving 10,000 miles he's an hour. I dig, I dig it. No, I, I dig that. Oh, look. Shout out to Flying Monkey. Flying Monkey. You know, Flying Monkey, if you like Delta 8 and Delta 9, it's legal in most states. That's what – no. Because I'm energized up and stoned out of my fucking mind, guys. Come Cody on, guys. has all the tiger life. Who, uh, I got to ask, though, on a, on a less serious note, besides besides Jeff Houston, you, you taking Craig Sager suits or Bruce Buffer suits? Well, uh, well Craig kind of set the standard for all of us, I guess you could kind of say, you know, because, you know, at one point, it really wasn't understood, and then it just started becoming, you know, standard. And then people started really appreciating what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Bruce, Bruce has got unlimited income coming in to, you know, really keep those suits flowing. And if you actually look at the suits, when you look on his social media, what's even more impressive about his suits isn't the exterior, but you should see the lining, oh, the lining. on some of these fucking things. I mean, oh, yeah. you've got like cartoons, you've got comic book layouts. Yeah. One of them looked like he had a fucking Lichtenstein on the inside of his lining of his the damn lining jacket. Good. I, love I mean, they're bad. I love don't get me wrong. They're badass and everything. And I and I always have people asking, why don't you step up your game like him? I'm like, well, when I start making his coin, maybe I'll think about it. But, right. you know. When it comes to ring announcers, as far as earning goes, there's Bruce Buffer, there's Michael Buffer, and there's the rest of us trying to make a fucking living. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, dude, your jacket's Craig, you your jacket, sick. What's what is your jacket? That's what I was wondering. The one you had on in Birmingham, I was asking Jake. I was like, the whole time I was like, dude, I gotta get me one of those jackets, man. What the fuck is Craig, that? I can't afford that damn jacket. Was that was that hey, the Rose one? Hey, GoFundMe. 
<laughs> no, you're going to have to get, in, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to get in line with uh, felony Charles Bennett when it comes to GoFundMe because he's got all of us beat every week. He's got like a GoFundMe for child support. Nah, I'm fucking with you, Charles, man. <laughs> hey, look, look, hey, look, I, hey, more respect to him if that's the case, if he has to do that shit. Oh, no, no, dude, I love him. I love him. I'm going to tell you, he oh. is the most entertaining guy in BKFC. This guy absolutely knows how to get a crowd hooked on a character. You I love it. You should have seen. I mean, we were on uh, down at the ring on the, at, in Birmingham. We were on the right by the. Uh, I guess it was the TV announcers or the BKFC, whoever those announcers were at the table. We were right there in the front. You know who they are. You know who they are. It's Chris Lytle and Sean Wheeler. No, but I don't know if they're. Are they on the TV broadcast? The, yes, I don't know. Yes, I don't yes, know what they, other broadcast they, they were on. They are the overall commentators of bare knuckle fighting championship on the app on pay-per-view they are okay. our guys so that, all right when when charles came in through that section there was, it was the middle of a fight every single person turned around and wanted to talk to charles during the middle of a fight of course he commands oh, you're felony. Oh, take a picture. No, I'm like, Holy. I, just, I mean, there's a fight going on. Like, just turn this way. There's a fight right here. There's Charles. We're talking to Charles. Plus, you also I have to remember that this guy comes from the, the pride generation, from the, yeah, from from the pride era. And that right there, come on, that was the precursor to almost every great MMA fighter that there's almost ever been. Yep. When you interview Vanderlei, say Crazy Horse and see what he says. He'd be like, bro, fuck you, motherfucker. He, I mean, he, they fought in the back. Oh, I mean, of course. oh, yeah, yeah, there's heat. There's heat. Yeah. Look, one time I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was at a Waffle House, and it was late at night. It was after – I'm a big Bama fan, and uh, we were – I went to some – I think it was Georgia Tech, one of my friends, and we, we went to uh, – Crazy Horse walked in. I was like, that's fucking Crazy Horse. He was like, who's the fuck's ass? I said, watch this. He comes over there, man. He about got in a fight with multiple guys in there, and they were. I was like, this dude's crazy. They had to throw him out of the wall. It was crazy, dude. It, it, he is the same person everywhere he goes. I love it. Bounce from a Waffle House. Wow, man. You got to do a lot. You got to do some crazy shit in order well, to man, get man, in. They let you come back in, but it was kind of a. Like, that's dude. no, that, that no, that that's Charles. That Charles. Charles is one of those guys where you don't know whether you're talking to Charles or Crazy Horse. Because they, because I think that they're the same, they're the same person. Because sometimes you can separate from the character, but sometimes you just are the fucking character. That's just he's who WWE you are. in real life. He's real. That's what I love about him. He's got that uh, Undertaker. Well, that's, what he's always that's what everybody loves about him because he doesn't turn it off. Because mm -hmm. he doesn't turn them off. I mean, everybody knows that when it comes to celebrities, movie stars, fighters, the majority of them turn off the persona. The ones that don't are always the ones that are celebrated because they're entertaining. People love that. I'm, I relate to that myself. I, I, you know, I'm a character no matter where I go. I can't turn it off. You know, I, I live to entertain. I will entertain at a fucking Waffle House at 2 a.m. I'm not doing it to get attention. It's just that it's too fucking quiet and I have to, I, I, it can't be that quiet anymore. I got it. That's, that's how I am, man, Jack. Yeah. Jay, yeah, I got ADHD. I can't stand that, you know. Going. I, I can just sit. I mean, we could do I, I could not say a word the whole show and still have no dead air with Cody. Hey, oh, hey. I don't know if I have ADD, but I do have fuck your shit up syndrome. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Daddy, let me ask you, you piss people off. Do you get people uh do you get uh since you're the announcer stuff, but like on your show and stuff, do you piss uh other do you get like piss all the other people off and they message you and stuff? 
no, no, no. Are you kidding? It's funny. It's funny. That's what I thought. That's it's, what I thought. It's funny, honestly. If somebody's gonna, if somebody's gonna take that much time to make some kind of a negative comment, oh my god, I find it, I find it hilarious because this person is trying to live right here, rent free, and I'm here to say, sorry, dude, sorry, dude. I mean, no, only people that are living here are the people that you know stand by my side. As far as I'm concerned, man, you're just the piece of shit that I just have to wipe off my boot. <laughs> that's the best line ever, Jake. That's it. That's it. That's the line we're gonna keep. You know, that next time somebody says it, you're just the piece of shit. I have to wipe off my boot. Also, they're fucking jealous on top of that because you know they wish that they could be that outgoing. They wish that they could be that good at what they do. And when something's that different at the beginning, oh my god, all they're gonna do is bury it. Like <clears throat> you should have seen the shit that the marks did on the chat forums from BKFC one when I was wearing the silver jacket and had the platinum blonde hair. Holy fuck a moly. They would. They were vicious. In fact, I think I had MMAfighting.com say that the ring announcer looks like Brian Bostwick in the year 3000. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you got compared to the Bosch, though, man. Who gives a shit? Now, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's, that's a good I one. May, I may have, but the other one was funny. Uh, I've actually had it a couple of times, and it always makes me laugh. There's always someone that says, why do they have the Hunger Games announcer? <laughs> hey i said you just you, you just compared me to uh, a famous a famous actor i'm cool with that I'm yeah. cool with that. you're getting compared to a star football player and an actor i mean what the, i mean they can't really say anything bad about that but well, no you, I don't. you can but trust me if you give them the opportunity to but it's just it, it's funny to me hecklers have never bothered me because i have so much ammunition especially when i've been heckled in public it's almost like I, I I welcome it. I beg it. I'm like, please. That's what I'm saying. It. I like that. I, I see that from you. That, I can see how you public. are. You like that shit. Please make fun of me in public because what I have will make you go home and cry. You will cry in the arena. You will cry in the car ride on the way home with your bitch-ass girlfriend telling you to calm the fuck down. And then... You will be crying when you lay your head on the pillow and go to sleep. The fucking ring announcer made fun of me. And here, here's that for you. Yoda. You're, he's my Yoda. This is it, Jack. I'm telling you, that is everything about my head. I love it when people talk shit. You know, we love that stuff. That's why I got the fake management place up there. We have we have that guy. He's been threading me and stuff, sending me because I said some funny shit. So we love that. I love it. I love that what you just but said. There's one person. There's one person who's pretty close to my equal when it comes to shit talking, and I'm going to give him a shout out. It's my boy Malky with First Round Management, man. Malky is, uh, wow. I don't come across guys who can keep up with me on the shit talking forum, but man, this guy's talented when it comes. And he says some really fucked up shit, but it's like ammunition every time that I hear it. So, uh, Malky, I'm giving you a shout out here. First Round Management, you are a worthy opponent, but I'm still going to fuck your shit up. We should have a debate. That's that. That you should get you a debate with him because I, you know, that would be funny. Oh dude. my god! Oh my god! We'll break the internet. <laughs> it needs to be broke. It needs to be. Broke. I love, I love we, will, we will break the internet. As a matter of fact, somebody will actually call the cops on us, even though that they're uh, like a hundred miles away from us. They're saying we got to break this shit up. I mean, we got to send cops to each one of their houses and break this shit up. It's just. <laughs> Stop the show! It's it's blowing the internet up. We're gonna have to start it over. Uh, 
you know, Facebook and everybody's freaking out. We'll get banned from Facebook. <laughs> you know, like, oh, uh, <laughs> big, big fucking deal. <laughs> I, right. I know. Right. I was going to ask you about the serious on the subject about fighting. Uh, uh, I was looking like I, I was down there with was talking to fighters and you'd see and, and they're running around and they're all trying to set fights up and stuff. Who's Quentin Henry going to fight next? I mean, he should be fighting by now, right? Coming up. They don't have an opponent selected as of yet. I haven't heard anything through uh, the rumor mill as of yet. You know, everybody's still talking about that bullshit that took place outside the outside the crowd barriers. Well, I followed there all and, the way uh, to the parking garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that uh, Quentin was pretty damn hot about that as well. And I just walked over there. I was just wondering what the fuck was going on. You know, some right. people were like, oh, well, that didn't phase me. I'm like, fuck if it phased you. I don't give a shit about that. I just walked over there to see what the fuck was going on. And then right. I just saw, uh, you know, and, and then I saw Brandon Lambert. And I'm like, ah, that yeah. makes sense. Even, even though that I love Brandon. But um, I've had some heart-to-heart -heart talks with uh, Mr. Malo. And I've told him that if you really want to be a force in this industry, <clears throat> make sure the shit talking does not happen in the squared circle. Yeah. That's the, nobody wants to see that shit. Nobody wants to see that shit. I mean, all that fucking showboating, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. And unfortunately it did. He yeah. went in there. He went in there. I love the confidence. Don't get me wrong. But the problem with it is, is that he had more confidence in his bullshitting game than his fighting game. And fuck that. When that yeah. bell, when that bell rings, you have one objective. Not him or her. The fuck kill or be killed. Kill or be killed. I, I love, I love Malo, and he's doing something that most people wouldn't do is actually get in the ring. But all that shit talking, you gotta, you gotta win. Well, you put it in its you proper place. Win. You put it in, you put it in its proper place. You do it yep. before, you do it after. But, but you still, you still can't have a goose right. egg in the left column there. You you got to have at least one. I mean, you, well, especially if you're saying that you're tailor made for that sport and you've got a right. goose egg to start it off with. And that, he called Good John out like crazy. Oh no, I, I I know that, and you know I like the callouts. I don't mind the callouts. Oh, I love the I, shit talking. I, you just got to back it up. I need to see the win column. That's I mean, what it's I a need combat to see. sport. You have to win. I mean, I don't think they're going to let him fight. I don't think they're going to let him fight in the BKFC. I think he's going somewhere else to fight. Oh, no, 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 no. He'll fight. He'll fight. He'll fight with the uh, BKFC again because he's character. He's a yeah, character. He's, he's just, like I said, you just got to keep that shit. You got to keep that shit out of the fight. Once the fight starts, man, get in there and get your hands dirty and don't be afraid. Dude, there, there are so many people that like to get on their bike after they fucking hit somebody. Because they're so afraid of, you know, getting their face punched. And I'm like, uh, dude, if you're afraid of getting your face fucked up, this is not the sport for you. <laughs> this is not the sport for you. Go, yep. go, go be, go be a glam boxer. You know, yeah, go, be, go be a glam boxer. You know, get on, get, you know, you know, get on somebody else's bandwagon that wants to be like 40 and 0 and still have a pretty face. The, yeah. The the one thing I didn't like about that, and now I like, truthfully, me personally, I love all the drama and the fighting outside. I, I love that stuff. Like, that's crazy. But, like, yeah, I was talking about bringing her kid. We were, it, we were bringing her kid. It doesn't belong outside uh, within yes. the crowd. It's irresponsible. Yes. It's kids. It's irresponsible. No, well, it's not just kids. It's just that there are, there are you know, there are drunk spectators. And it's just too much of a fucking liability when it happens outside of the squared circle. Any fighting, 
And, and what you what you end up doing is that you end up possibly fucking up the event and ruining the experience for other people. And you shouldn't be yeah. doing that, especially if you're fighters and ambassadors of the sport. The, yeah, you yeah. say the security guards. We had a little security guard standing beside us, and there I was a fighter. A, was, I, I didn't see a fucking security guard. Oh, I we had this little woman. This no, little woman standing beside us. Okay, whatever the usher was, and we had this this just fighter that fights total line, but he's been talking about my kids and talking shit. And we and he was gonna whoop my ass and and I called him over and we were face to face talking and she we we, we could have had a massive brawl right there and this little woman I was like the, the fighters were I mean I'm yeah. talking about like they're running around going crazy and you got it it don't look good because I mean for yeah, instance what if this little kid would have got hurt what they if that little know, kid they should know better though they should know better though I mean they're fucking adults they're fucking yeah. adults and more importantly they're professionals professionals don't fight outside the ring. Professionals don't do that shit because professionals don't do it for free. Yeah. Right. Number, no, number one, if you're good at something, never do, Man, it, do it for free. The, jo the Joker said it best. Heath Ledger said it the best. If you're good at something, never do it for free. If you're going to have a shoving match with anybody, put it yeah. in its proper place. Uh, Pre-fight press conference. Post-fight press conference. Weigh and shove. The fight. Yeah. All those places. Wonderful to do. I mean, those are that those are the proper venues for that to be. But when you're out there with the crowd and you could possibly start a melee, which it did, and other people that are not fighters get involved, that is a liability for a bare knuckle fighting championship. That's a yeah. that's a liability for David Feldman. And it hurts him, especially seeing as how this was the first time out with the Alabama State Athletic Commission. Yeah. It's just not a good. It's not, not a good look at all. No, especially especially for a world class organization like Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Yeah. We were the first. We're the best, and the reason that we're the best is because we have the proper violence controlled. It's not controlled when it's outside the squared circle. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been obviously not as many as you, but I've been to quite a few fights, and that Birmingham one was. Probably the worst as far as security security goes. I mean, there was I no see, presence. I, I mean, I saw plenty I before. I saw plenty. Uh, they all ran. No, they the went before. Oh yeah, when, when they were going through the through the gates. I mean, we we went through the we went through the side at the beginning. We didn't go through the actual gate check in, but just looking at all the people, there was that line, of, the crowd lined up. I mean, there was more security there than there was during the entire fight i mean granted i didn't walk the entire venue but there wasn't i did not see one person and i've been I, to quite a few well there was no security that to break up the, the initial melee that took place there was no security that broke it up no no, no there, there was it there got broken up by managers there. i know and i have no idea why there were no security that were uh placed by the by the main doors and it rolled There's all the way from the basically ringside into the parking garage. I mean, I followed it yeah. into the parking garage. Watched. I mean, you know, well, I'm, not gonna, I'm, not gonna bitch, I'm not going to bitch and complain and point fingers about that shit. I mean, honestly, was it irresponsible event. of the venue to not have security guards break that up in a hurry? Absolutely. But you know something? It's over. It's done with. It was, yeah. a, bad, it was a bad look for us. Was it a black eye on BKFC? No, because it wasn't. No. Uh, it wasn't quite long enough to be considered a right. black eye but, but back to 
But like I, but I want to, I want to say something to the fighters right now. This is a great forum for me to to tell to talk to you guys, the fighters. And trust me, guys, I've been in the business for eighteen fucking years. Okay, I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. I've seen guys that go out there and just you know give it the minimal, and they wonder why that they're not millionaires. And I've seen the ones with the best work ethic and discipline possible, and there's a reason that they're running the sport. So let me just tell you. Violence in its proper place. Yep. There's no you. You get nothing by fighting out in the crowd. You get nothing from that other than you know, other than people looking at you, and also the promotion looking at you. This guy could be possibly a loose cannon, and this guy's a liability more than an asset. And that's the last thing that you want. But when it's in its proper place, like I said, press conferences, the fight, the weigh-ins. Anything that has to do with promotional work and promotional appearances, maybe yep. a little bit. I mean, you don't want to go full metal jacket on someone at like <laughs> maybe like a like a little promotional. Thing. Yeah, but for the most part, guys, keep it in its proper place, and I promise you, success will follow with that. It will absolutely follow because that is where the violence is controlled at its best. And that's where people are going to appreciate it because they're going to see, you know, something he may do some shit talking uh, during the fight or after the fight. But, oh, did he keep us entertained in the ring? Did he bring it in the ring? And that is what you want. Mm -hmm. that, that, <laughs> that, that's exactly it, man. That was, I, I was, the whole thing was I was going to ask you, who do you? We was talking about Quinn. Um, I saw Zion was calling Quinn now at 205, and he's tagging the things. Would that – I mean, I've I, I seen Quinn in person. Quinn is massive, man. I mean, he's a big son of a gun. Would that be a fight, or do you think he needs somebody more in 205? I think that Zion is going to be another one who's going to be kicking ass and taking names. You know, I, I want Zion, Zion's one, too, is he, – he is a name that's on the radar for BKFC. He's given us, uh, he's given us good fights this far. You know, he's a young kid. He still wants to, he, he, he says that he wants to be the youngest bare knuckle world champion ever. I definitely believe that that could be in his future. You know, a lot of it really has to depend on who he gets matched up with. And we're very fortunate that we have one of the best matchmakers in the game in Nate Shook. Nate's yep. a fan, fantastic. He, he knows how to gauge talent and also knowing that we have Toe the Line Fight Series, an awesome feeder league that's going to help usher in the new generation of bare knuckle fighters. Plus, it's also going to give other fighters that maybe BKFC is not too sure 100% on whether or not that they're ready for the big show to give them that opportunity. And a lot of these guys, as you know, you know, people like Frank Tate, perfect example. Frank Tate freaking killed it in uh told the line fight series bobo o'bannon killed it and told the line fight series you know these guys they it, we say it's a feeder league but all it takes is just one good fight and boom you're on the main card that's a pretty fast fucking feeder league that's what i like about it it's really quick it's such a new sport it's evolving so quick that you you get your name in there and you do something good boom you're you're there well can you believe but, uh, it next month yeah. nick can you believe it that we are t minus now less than one month away from our three-year anniversary Three years, June second, two thousand eighteen, man. Three years in the making, and we have moved at a pace that no other combat sport has ever, ever Look, made. UFC didn't get this big this fast. No, not at all. Not, not even at all. close. Not even close. I mean, in three years? No way. 
they were trying to ban it from it. I mean, you were there as human cockfighting, John McCain said. I never forget that. I was like, fuck oh, you, yeah. John McCain. Biggest <laughs> proponent of MMA that there ever was until. But the funny thing is, is that he said, you know what? This isn't going to work the way that it's going. You know, you've got to get gloves, you got to yep. get weight classes, and you got to, you know, you have to have an established fighting organization. He was true, and, actually. And once, and once that happened, John McCain became a huge UFC fan. Yeah, but last thing, because I know you're busy. Uh, who do you, okay, the heavyweight fight, you got Shoemaker and you got Belcher, and I, everybody's talking about it. Who, who, in your mind, I mean, who do you think is going to win? I mean, like, do you have, I'm, like. I'm not, a, I'm not the kind to really uh, call a winner in bare knuckle fighting championship. And there's a reason for that because it's the most unpredictable environment that I've ever been in when it comes to fights. You think that somebody is the obvious favorite and then boom, you are absolutely proven wrong. You got egg all over your fucking face. I'm, you know, I'm not sure, you know, it, if we're talking about striking power, oh, that definitely lies with uh, Sam Shoemaker. Sam Shoemaker's got one of the, the hardest punches recorded in bare knuckle history. I think it was somewhere around 1,600, 1,700 pounds of pressure for, per square inch. I mean, we're talking yeah. Ivan Drago fucking punches. Not- <laughs> Ivan Drago fucking punches. But the veteranship with freaking Joey Beltran. He's, a, he's, he's been a veteran across the board in almost every major combat sport. And he's a dangerous fighter because he loves to smother your ass. He loves to smother your ass and he's got phenomenal cardio for his size. Never gets tired. No, he doesn't. It's almost like he kind of reminds me of Cain Velasquez, the way that he fights as the fights, as the rounds progress, he actually gets better. See, I was going to, I was going to throw this at you because I've been talking uh, with Matt, Sam's manager, and I've been talking to different people about this, you know, uh, Sam's doing his cardio. You say he's running. He's trying to get his cardio better. Oh, and, and, and it showed his last. It showed his last fight against Bobo. It showed. I mean, I, we saw a completely different fighter in Sam. And the problem with Sam, the big problem with Sam, unfortunately, is that that 18 second knockout against Eric Prindle at BKFC one, it set the expectation bar way too fucking high. I mean, there's, there's no fucking way that he was able to live up to that. I mean, everybody thought he was going to be this one punch machine gun moving forward. I mean, come on. He was the focal point of the vice documentary of bare knuckle. Yeah. They thought, and that was just too much to live up to, but he went back, he retooled. He didn't have a whole lot of exciting fights, but this last fight against Bobo, we saw the fighter that we wanted yeah. to see. We wanted to see the man pushing the pace and just throwing big knockout shots. And that's who we saw. So Joey's got more work cut out for him with Sam Shoemaker now, as opposed to the way Sam Shoemaker was previously. That's I'm, the damn I'm going to throw, throw this at you, too, because uh, Joey's in a relationship now. And it's a new relationship with a younger woman. And being an older guy, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you, people joke about it. But like when you're when you start a new relationship, that girl is number one in your mind. You've got no, a woo her. Oh no, oh no, 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 no. Because that 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 one girl happens to be Britain Hart. And I'm oh, gonna no. tell you the, the last thing that Britain is gonna want to do is be any kind of a distraction for she the headweight. You no, know, I, I love I love it when fighters hook up. I love it when fighters hook up. They've oh, got a, uh, there's a common denominator between them. There's that common interest. And when you see two bare knuckle fighters hook up, oh man, that's even better. That's even better. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It could be really I good. Know, it didn't work out well for I don't Roger. think she's going to be distracting for him at all. Not at all. See, I, that's mm-hmm. what I was wondering. I didn't know if it did. That, that's what I was no. wondering. 
I hope it don't because I, I think it's cool. I think this will be the five round war that everybody's won. I think this will be the one because I think I think Sam's. I think they can go the distance and it'll be a hell of a. Five Joey's too I, much of a veteran. Joey's too much of a veteran for something like that to uh, be any kind of a distraction for him. And Britain knows that the last thing that she won't want to be, especially when somebody's going into a title fight, is to be any kind of distraction. So I don't yeah. think. I don't think that she'll play a part in his win or his loss. Well, she may play a part in his win because I know that, you know, she's been training like crazy, just like yeah, Joey trains like crazy. I mean, you know, we've seen a different animal in Britain Hart ever since her life-changing win over Paige Van Zandt. She's a different fighter now. Well, speaking of her, since we're saying, are, are we going to see her in Misfit? Because I, I, I want to see that again. I kind of, because I, I feel like. People want to see it. Oh, I, I want to see it. I want to see They're it. backing I mean, her in the corner. They're backing her in the corner like she's not. I think I think Britain's training hard. I think this would be a different. I think this would be a hell of a fight. Oh, it's definitely going to be a different fight because Britain's a different fighter. Yes, a lot. And dude. as we all know, Britain didn't get knocked out. There was an injury stop. You know, yeah. they, they, you know, they, they stopped the fight. So therefore she wasn't, I mean, she wasn't completely and totally annihilated. I mean, it was an unfortunate injury stoppage. So, you know, there it is. And that she didn't get knocked out. So there's a different fight coming up, but that's not the fight that I want to see. The fight that I want to see is unfortunately the fight that we're not going to get because one half of that fight is not with BKFC and is probably not going to be. And I'm talking okay. of course, about the rematch between Peralta and Faria. I want to see that run back so bad, but I know, I know Peralta's not going to come back to the BKFC, and it's so unfortunate because people have been, after the first fight, I've been foaming at the mouth waiting for them to run it back. That's got to suck for Misfit, too, you know. That's got to suck for her, you know, somebody that that did. Because because she knows that she get another war. She knows that she get another war, and Christine is one of those fighters who welcomes a war. She doesn't run away from it. She runs into it fucking guns blazing. She hits her hands with hammers for shits and giggles. You know, she'll be I on know. Facebook. And, I, and I, I sent Jake a video being funny. He said, what are you doing? Getting my head with a hammer. I was like, getting tough, man, like misfit, you know? Well, but that's all she like, does. That's all she does on social media. That's all you see her right. doing is fucking training. Her, her and uh, uh, what's his name? Chalback train. Her Chalback, I've seen uh, Daniel. Uh, we had him on her. They're all training like every second of the day. You see them like they're always in the gym. And I'm like, dude, you've got to be like in the best shape you could possibly be in your well, life. You never know when Dave's going to call you. You never know when Nate's going to call you and say, you know, something this fell through and such. And they also appreciate the opportunity and they know what's happening with Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship and where it's going. They, yeah, they know I, where they know where it's going. But yeah, man, Jeff, uh, thanks for coming. I know you're busy. Hey, you want to do some shout outs? I know you got sponsors, your show and all that stuff. So I don't want to, we know you're busy, but man, you get. I'm not this. busy tonight, guys. You guys are just trying to get me off, and that's fine. Oh, no, no. I don't know. We had, we don't, I hate that. You know that uh, when somebody looks at you and they give you that call, hey, man, look. Uh, nope, nope, not today, man. Hey, then you're good. Cause look, me and you could sit here and talk. I love this shit, man. This is what I talk about. Okay. Chawback, man. I was going to ask you, Chawback, what? what is he going to be in the 145 tournament? I mean, Good John's fighting 155 now. And uh, we had uh, uh, what's Jason Knight on, and he told us a while back it was supposed to be Good John, him. Uh, who else was it, Jake? Uh, Alamino and Allers. Aller, and then now I'm not that's sure not about the I'm not sure about the fate of the 145 tournament. I have no idea. I have no idea if it's going to continue or if it's been retooled. And a lot of things have been retooled because of COVID, as you know. So I don't know. Things change on a, a weekly basis. You see things change all the time. 
you know, the business kind of has to change for the times that we're in right now. Because, you know, you never know what's going to happen because you never know what's going to happen with a venue right now because there are venues that say we're good to go. And then maybe a couple of weeks later, they'll say, hey, you know, something we're not quite ready for uh, fans to return as of yet. You have athletic commissions that may be changing their mind. I mean, it's so uncertain right now what's going to happen. I'd love to see the continuation of the 145-pound tournament because I think that that's a, a deep uh, division. I think that's a Jason Knott wants it. Jason Knott wants it. He said, I'm going to fight MMA coming up, and then I want to do the 145 tournament. And he said, they just got to pay me right and everything. And he was like, I want to do this. And then when Jason Knott fights, everybody wants to see that. You know, I mean, Jason Knott's bringing the – Oh, no. He brings he, – he puts asses in the seats. And Chalback, Chalback, Jason Knott, and he's talking about that. And Chalback looked good in his fight. I mean, he looked really good in his last fight. But I don't mm. – I mean, Jason Knott, man – He's a dog, man. I'm telling you, he fights for shits and giggles. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you look at him close up. He looks like a fucking Picasso. But there's a reason. <laughs> for that. But, but, but there's a reason for that, because the guy is just drawn to, to fighting and such. And those are the kind of guys that those are the kind of guys, man, if you're drunk at a bar and you start some shit up. And, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, if you're going to start a fight with somebody, you're drunk. Uh, there's one thing that you're looking out for that you may want to do a 180 and walk the other way is if the guy that you're picking on just happens to have a little cauliflower ear. You yeah. see somebody at a bar with a cauliflower ear, you better Leave turn. Them up. You better turn the fuck around. That's all. I had a friend. I had a friend tell me that a long time ago. He says, you know, I was like, how can you? T this is. I mean, it's probably 15, 20. How you find out if they're a fighter or not? He said, you'll see their ears. One night we we're out and we we're talking to this guy and my buddy hit me. He said he fights. I said, how you know? Look at his ears. I rolled up. I was like, holy fuck. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one, that's one guy. That's one guy that'll make you wish you had died a child and but, you don't uh, want that. See, I, and I, and I, you know, he said he wants to fight. So if I'm, if I'm dating him, I'm like, I got to get him. Cause I mean, look at his fights, him and Arden. I mean, that, those were two of the best fights, you know, just, I mean, it was a, a bloody mess when they fought each other. So, I mean, Chalback you're, yeah, you're telling me it was hard for me to get in the fucking ring. It was hard for me to get in the fucking ring because the ropes were just completely and totally covered in blood. I mean, it, it, it looked like a fucking crime scene. I was waiting for them to get the police tape out and shit. It was amazing. Yep. No, but it was a but it was a waste. Still not my favorite fight, though. Still not my favorite fight. As far as fighting goes, that's my second favorite. My favorite fight still to this day is it's a tough one to beat because I believe it was the one that really put us on the map. And that was Joey Beltran and Tony Lopez at BKFC. That was a good fight. That was a that was. And they just hit each other. They just fucking hit well, each other. Well, it's also the circumstances behind the fight that really that really does it for me. It's not it. The fight is a big thing, but a lot of people don't know that that fight was actually supposed to be a swing swing bout. It, it, yeah, it was not originally scheduled for TV, but the way that we were moving, we were moving so fucking fast on the pace that it got. Not only did it get pushed up to TV, but it made co-main for the night. And I just say to myself when I think about that, I mean, if we had moved to this at a slower pace, can you imagine the world not being able to see that fight on pay-per-view? Oof. Uh, mm -hmm. there's, hey, so, hey there's, there, there's some of the best fights on undercards all the time. People miss out. I mean, all the it, time. It, they, they do. They do. And sometimes we get, like, for example, Knuckle Mania, perfect example right there. Best fight of the night was the first fight on TV. With Taylor Starling and uh, Teresa yeah, Sinaler, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. 
That was yep. the best. That was the best first fight of a pay per view we've ever they, had. We've they've got to put more it. women on the card. They didn't have a woman in all. I mean, the women fights. You know, the the women fights go the distance, and they beat the shit out of each other. I don't know why, but I couldn't believe they didn't have one on the card. I mean, I love the women. My my daughters like to watch it. It's crazy. It's a, it's tough to you know I'm going to be honest I think honestly out of those divisions it's a little it's it's going to be a little tougher because you really want to find the right you really want to have the good chemistry and that's why we had such a good fight between Sagala and you know uh, Taylor Starling because they had legitimate heat within one another and they really wanted to fight they knew they knew Knuckle Mania was something special. They absolutely knew that if I'm going to make any kind of a statement, it has to be here. It has to be now. And nobody, nobody walked out of that ring more covered in blood than those two ladies. Not, I, even, I not even, not even fucking close. She had blood. They had blood all over their fucking calves, man. It was just, it was, it was brutal. I know that women, man, because they, I mean, they give birth. Think about it. They give birth. Some women don't even use pain medicine to give birth. If you can do shit like that, What's a fucking punch to the face? You know what I'm saying? What's a punch to the face? I mean, think about it. They've already went through probably the worst pain there. I mean, I'm telling women are tougher than men. I don't I don't want people to hear that, but they are. They are. I don't want people to hear that. I'd be, I'd be careful, Cody. That cancel culture is going to go ahead and put you underwater. Yeah, you're going to be a hashtag. <laughs> I don't, the women are tough, man. I'm telling you, I don't, I mean, I'm ever, I mean, you ever pissed a woman off? I'm married. What the fuck do you think? I'm married <laughs> and divorced, so you tell <laughs> But no, that's what I was wondering, man. Because uh, I, I the the women like Bryn Hart. I see her and Misfit. I think they're gonna. That's but they're about to link that up, aren't they? Well, that makes that makes sense right now. If you're looking at fights on paper, that's the fight that, that makes sense. And I kind of like it because you've got you got Bryn over here. You know, she just beat Paige. She's the she's the darling of the organization. You got Misfit calling her out, saying I'm gonna. I'm gonna bash you. You're scared of me. And then she's got her company doing their, you know, the the bare knuckle management. They'll be talking crap to Bryn Hart, and then Bryn Hart will come back at her and say, "I'm ready to go." Blah blah. And I'm like, "When we go do this, that, that's the fight. That's the fight. I, I'm ready to see that." It's gonna happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but I know it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we didn't run that down uh, before the end of the summer. I, I, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Cause like, I mean, if her, I mean. You got the Miami card. Are they going to still be? Are they still going to stay in Miami? I heard they might not stay in Miami. I heard they might. Have I'm still not. Card. I'm still not certain. Um, as I said, man, COVID era, so things change. Things change. Yeah. I mean, we were originally scheduled to do the Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't go through. And then we were all set up for May 21st, and that was supposed to be at the Hard Rock Casino in Hollywood. But unfortunately, yep. but unfortunately, the tribal commission and, you know, things were happening with the arena where they were ready to host as of yet. So, like I said, COVID era, man, things change at the drop of a hat. You never know what's going to happen. You just cross your fingers and hope for the best that, you know, everything can get ironed down and we can get things moving on the next card. As of right now, it looks like it's going to be closer to the end of June for the next uh, BKFC card. Uh, it's more than likely going to be in Florida as far as the venue. No idea yet. Yeah, I would be jumping on. I mean, I, I mean, you saw the canal. I mean, you saw the crowd. There were 70 some thousand people there. I'm like, 72,000 people, 72,000 plus. Yeah. If you can have people, I was watching it. I was sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, but that's Canelo. 
that's Canelo. He he's already got he's already got, and you got to figure this is Canelo in Texas. His fan base is ridiculous here. I did the undercard for the Canelo and Trout fight at the Alamo Dome back in 2013, and Holy you got to remember, and you got to remember this was 2013. So this was some time ago, eight years ago. Canelo was still really fucking popular, really popular then, because as we know, in 2013, later on, he fought Floyd Mayweather that year, which was which was which was a big fucking mistake because he was way too young to be fed to Floyd, way too fucking young. But but during the Trout fight in 2013, they put 45,000 people in the Alamo Dome for Canelo because Canelo has that built-in fan base. So that's why it was so easy to sell a Canelo fight in Texas at the AT&T Stadium. You know, of course, you know, stomping grounds of the Cowboys. And yeah. we end up drawing the biggest crowd of any boxing card ever, 72,000 plus, only to have an orbital bone fracture stoppage. And that's the only thing that kind of pissed everybody off. And then there's all these people that are bitching and complaining. Why did the fight stop? It could have gone on. And I'm saying to myself, you know something? You know something? Those who have gone, who have had an orbital bone fracture, they know why the fucking fight was stopped. They break know. It, it was oh, four dude, places, it, right? it, dude. It was like three or four places on his face. It was bad when they when they, when they showed when they showed the three D imaging. Oof, it was bad. Mm -hmm. It was bad. Did no, you that, see that the shot? Right. Yeah, that was the right. That was the right call. That was the right call because Canelo is just so fucking strong. Canelo is just for for his weight class and his size. He's just so fucking. He, and the it was his corner that did it. It wasn't him. I mean, his corner was saying blah 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 blah. I mean, it wasn't. Oh no 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 no. I know it was the corner that stopped. I it, think he would he he would have went back out there. I'm pretty and sure he would. And it would have been detrimental to his health, man. I think if knowing. Oh, I don't think it would have killed him, but he would have lost the eye. Oh I yeah, think, I, mean, I, I think if he had if he had kept going, he would have lost the eye. I was afraid if he would have hit him again there, kept busting. It was I was picturing bones just oh, shattering up like powder. You know? That that bone shattering possibly into his uh, cornea. Yeah, just, no, 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 it, it was bad. It was bad. So that was the right call. And now, of course, there's only one more belt to unify. Yep. So I mean, so there's the obvious uh, closure point that's good. It, it obviously it's going to be probably the fight that they're going to do because they're they're going to want him to unify the super middleweight titles. That guy's already turned it down once for some reason. I was oh, uh, reading. Yeah, well, if the money's right, he'll turn. He'll, he'll oh yeah, it. hell yeah! You want to break my orbital bone? You're going to give me fifteen million? Come here, you know what I'm saying? I, uh, I'll, yeah, I'll dry my eyes with hundred dollar bills all the way to the hospital. Uh, I'm pretty sure Billy's okay. You know, but no. Uh, the reason why when I saw but, that, but I, just, but I I'm gonna tell you there was also unfortunately there was a uh, there was a black cat crossing his path that he probably shouldn't have done prior to that, and I'm thinking, man, people are fucking fighters are jinxing this. Stop with the fucking Versace robes. <laughs> Stop it, it, God damn dude they're, they're, I swear to God Wearing that Versace robes Like walking under a fucking ladder For these guys yeah. it's, like coming out, it's like coming out to Eminem It's not working I mean the only person that could probably wear the Versace robe And probably get away with it It's just because he's so fucking big Is Tyson Fury <laughs> he he might would he's weird man he's crazy as hell i'm looking yeah, for him. He, he's a he's a loose cannon when it comes to that so he's the probably one of the only guys that could wear a versace robe and still fucking kick ass but everybody else has been on a bad losing end 
with that fucking Versace robe. I'm like, dude, ditch the fucking Versace robe. Nobody's fuck. Dude, I'm not impressed with the Versace robe. When I see that, that's <laughs> a fight fan. The minute I see that, you're fucked. Lose it. You're fucked. It's like, it's like I was, uh, they were talking about people that come walk out to the Eminem, any Eminem songs. They like lose every time. Like when you hear somebody come out to Eminem, I'm like, fuck, I cannot believe I just bet on that guy. Hey, I swear to God, it was a UFC fight. It was a few weeks ago. Hey, fucker, come out. It was, hey, come out to UFC. And I was like, God dang it. The motherfucker got, ch I forgot what happened. I was like, I, every time, every time you hear you, they come out to the most popular songs. Maybe they should do something a little counter and come out to something like fucking Stan. Look at you know, it. Because that's because that's featuring Dido and shit. So maybe that would probably break that curse. Look, yeah. Tom came out like when Tom walked out the other night. It was like he was the fucking Star Wars, you know, his song. He, I don't know what's up, but he came out. I was thinking his fucking Darth Vader coming out, and here comes Tom. I'm like, oh shit, here he go. Well, well, look, well, look what look what happened during the fight between Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder comes out in 45 pounds of fucking costume. Which he said in the end was partially yeah. to blame for him losing the fight in the first fucking place. I'm like, why the fuck are you coming out with, with that mask and shit? Yeah. He, the entrances are key. Trust me, I understand that. I mean, the WWE set it up to where the entrances are key. And there were certain boxers that had set, like, 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 of course, uh, what was it? Prince Nassim? Best yeah, I knew they, got, they got some good ones. Best fucking uh, entrances in boxing ever coming out to the ring on a fucking flying carpet. Dude, that was yeah. bad. Fucking, that was bad fucking ass. And I understand the importance of having a badass entrance. But if you got something that's physically weighing down upon you when you're about to exert a lot of fucking energy, uh, not a good idea, guy. Especially not, that heavy. Not a good idea. Perfect example. I don't know if you remember uh, the first match. At WrestleMania between not the first, excuse me, the second match uh, at WrestleMania between the Undertaker and Triple H. Triple H. I'm going to say one of those. You ain't got to tell me that shit. I know. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. I, th I think it was it was it, it was either WrestleMania 27 or 28. I'm not sure, but it was the it was their second match. And of course, there's the big skull with the crown that he walks through. I, I don't know if you remember, but when he was walking through, as he was walking through, a big old fucking clump of dry ice collapsed on his fucking chest and gave him almost third degree burns i remember and i remember uh, i was young i was like, young i understand the fucking entrances but god something like that and and and, and dude he didn't he didn't flinch he no. didn't fucking flinch and as you see throughout the match fucking skin bubbling up and shit like yeah, that. yeah yeah is it fucking bothering him? I'm like, no, I'm like, I mean, that's a hell of a professional, but he was bitching about it when he got uh, through those curtains, you know, that for a fucking day. I'm like, don't put yourself in that position with your fucking entrance to where it could fuck up your performance. Uh, Sting did that on Monday Nitro one time. He came out and he got sparks on his back. And I was oh, like, oh, I, I remember this. that. And I got in the ring. But they, they don't. That's what I'm saying. That's some tough motherfuckers, man. Because I mean, if. I got burned a few times and I'm able to go, <laughs> give me some ointment first, you know? Yeah, but if we're talking about, you know, uh, entrances, man, it, as far as the worst entrance, entrance ever, it starts and finishes with our man Owen. Yeah, yeah the motorcycle, yeah. It doesn't get much worse than death. It, I, I hate to say it, it doesn't get much worse than death. No. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's any of that shit, man, any of I hated when that – I. I hate and he, didn't want, yeah. and, he didn't, and he didn't want to do it. It was totally unnecessary. 
It was, right. totally, it was totally unnecessary, man. Did you? You all saw the the dark side of the ring with him, right? Yes. Oh yeah, I watched. Dude, I watched dude, if I he was, landed it though, man, man, that that just that just made me feel so bad. And I remember when Jim Cornette was saying the few last words that he had when he was falling was "Look out." I mean, you know, it's like he knew that he was done. Yeah. When he was falling, but he was so concerned about anybody else getting hurt. And that just shows what kind of person he was. Sting had a thing. Uh, his first time he was going to come down, uh, I was reading about this. They actually messed up, and he about fell because they didn't hook him up. And I, I, I read it a year ago. And, and just imagine almost falling, but they figured it out. Imagine I, they couldn't pay me to put him back up. I, 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 don't want to, I don't want to imagine. That's a, dude, falling is a primal fear. That's a primal yeah, fear. That's one of those things like drownings, like being eaten alive. It's it's a it's a primal fear that nobody wants to think about. Fuck I, that. I, that's why I said I just killed me, man, on that because yeah, no, it's scary. No, because I I don't know if y'all saw. Um, you remember when uh, at WrestleMania 12 when Sean came in on the zip line? Yeah, he came. That was a cool yeah. night there. Well, well, that was cool, but there was some behind the scenes shit that I finally saw. Vince did it first. You actually saw Vince doing the the thing down, and Vince at that point had that. Uh, I guess you could say, you know, he had that uh, mannerism of, "I won't ask you to do anything that I won't do first. Well, that's cool as shit, man. I didn't know that because I mean, yeah, yeah. You actually, if you actually look it up, you'll see some footage of him doing it first. Well, I used to love it back when I was a kid. It was WWF, and he was doing the announcing, you know, and and he would be over here. He and then you would have uh, what's his name, the former governor Jesse DeBody, be sitting there going, "Oh!" And when I was a kid, man, I like Sergeant Slaughter. I, I mean, I, I cried when he beat Hulk Hogan up when I was a kid. You know, I, I believed it so much; it was unreal. And he was I'm doing scared. his job. If he made you cry, he, he did his, he did his job. I mean, I, I until I was like, I don't know, like uh, until I was like twenty five years old, I seriously thought that Kane and Undertaker were like actual brothers. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's totally why good, man. Think, why would you think otherwise? I, I, was, I thought for sure. I'm like, I always thought, like, man, their fucking Thanksgivings and Christmases are probably crazy. <laughs> Kane's the governor. Like, I mean, Kane's the mayor. He's the mayor. Oh, man. I miss, I, I miss the old school, man. Greatest commentary team in the oh, history yeah. of professional Me wrestling. And the Undertaker no, comes in with no. COVID in the dark mute. Oh, my God. Look, but uh, I don't Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, the best commentary oh, yeah, team in Bobby. the history. Nobody had more chemistry between two people than them. A lot. Everybody loved the King and Jr. I mean, they had chemistry, but there Not was like there was so much more happening on with uh, Gorilla and Bobby because I think the reason why they missed so well is because as long as they worked together, plus they also worked together on so many other shows. It wasn't yeah. just primetime wrestling it wasn't it wasn't just superstars whatever shows that there were or pay-per-views because eventually bobby heenan didn't transition into pay-per-view commentary until wrestlemania 7 because at that point he was an active manager and yeah, still worked uh, yeah, yeah so that's when they transitioned him over to full-time commentary with and he was only with gorilla on active commentary for so long because it was only if we're looking at WrestleManias, he was only WrestleMania seven and WrestleMania eight. That's it. I, That's it. I, 
I used to love the Survivor Series when he would have his teams and he would have like the Barbarian and all those. Cra- and oh, you the know, family. the Heenan family, the Heenan family, he, the Heenan family in real life would have whooped anybody's ass because that Heenan family, uh, he had some of the psycho, like some of the best, like real, like I can't think of his name, the guy, the Samoan guy that oh, uh, Haku, Haku. Haku. Like they they talked about he had like hundreds of bare knuckle fights. Oh, and like dude, he, he was like the toughest. Uh, in fact, uh, I think Jake the Snake said it on a uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and he said, "What would happen? What would happen if you found yourself in a fight uh, against? Let's just say it was you in a tank against Haku." <laughs> and, and he said, "What I would do? I would get out of the tank and shoot myself." <laughs> before, before, before I fuck with before I fuck with Haku, even if I have a tank, I get out of that tank and shoot myself in the head before I fuck with Haku. And I think that's why professional wrestlers kind of went down is because the characters, you know, they'll be you. They still went out and drank together at night times, but they down still- because it went down. It went down because of the dramatic change of the of the culture that we now know, the politically correctness, the cancel culture. That's why wrestling is the way it is because yeah. we can, we can't get away with the content that we had back then. We just can't. We just can't do it anymore because what happens is when you do something like that, you're singling out somebody. And nobody yeah. likes to be singled out anymore. Everybody likes to be included. Everybody wants a participation trophy. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan so, said, you eat your vitamins, you say your prayers, and everything. You could cast my mom in there. And then he goes I, to fucking – and then he and then he joins uh, Vince McMahon in court on steroid allegations, yeah, which I, is the hey, – I'm like – but, I, you know, it was so funny when I that happened. Care. Oh, I, I, know, know, I know, I know, and I don't give a fuck either, honestly, because I, I think, honestly, if you can control it in whatever sport that you can, I say go for it, man. It actually makes it more interesting. But it made all baseball the, so exciting. Oh, God, it's the only time that actually made during the 94 uh, home run derby. Oh, my God, yeah. that's the last time that the, I remember summer baseball. summer of 98 was so – I'm from Chicago, so the summer of 98 was Sosa against McGuire. It was the best oh. summer of my life. Oh, man, and when you had Barry Bonds <laughs> – uh, oh and, yeah, and Barry Bonds. I swear to God, I don't remember. I remember seeing him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he looks like he ate Barry Bonds. I know he, he came in as a small He's second so baseman and ballooned. He turned into a fucking uh, Mardi Gras float. Yeah, it's fucking. It's fucking. You look like Macy's Day Parade. But, but, but during the WWF steroid scandal. I'm amazed that they went ahead and they spearheaded Hulk Hogan. I'm like, is nobody looking at the warrior? Oh, that dude is nobody looking at the ultimate warrior as far as vascularity and fucking back acne and bitch tits. Yeah. He was doing anything, man. Oh my God. (laughs) If there's anybody who should be uh, flagged out saying that this is an obvious steroid uh, user. Screw yeah. the ultimate warrior, man. I, I know he's dead and everything, but he was a prick, man. And when I was a kid, I was at a place where he was at. And he, 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 I, I, I wasn't a little warrior. I wasn't a little warrior like they said it was. I was a Hulkamaniac. And I had my whole company <laughs> shirt up. And he kind of, he kind of pushed me away and went, and I was like, you know, really yeah, upset. His, his, his promos were fucking legendary because you oh, had yeah. no idea what the fuck he was saying. But the problem he was real. Was, he, he changed his name warrior. He, he fucking crazy. He couldn't handle oh, wrestling. He couldn't I remember handle he looked wrestling. at the camera. By the time he, that he got to the ring, number one, he was blown up. He was always blown up. In fact, during WrestleMania six, he kept uh, talking to Hogan during the match. Please, can we go home? Uh oh, like Macho Man. 
I think somebody's bringing out the macho yeah. madness. <laughs> That's the one. Hey, I keep him at the ready. I keep him at the ready. Look, I don't care what anybody says. Because as you know, the cream of the crop, it rises to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Macho's promos are some of the best promos in the world. And Slim Jim got rich off of him. I don't care what they say. Well, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Hey, yeah. That's <laughs> hey, 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 it helps through marriages and divorces and all kinds of stuff, you know? It's just uh, it, helps, it, helps, it helps create them, too. Yeah. That's why we drink it. Tiger Life energy right here. The, 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 the they, legal didn't have ti- they didn't have Tiger Life energy. They did not grow up in the era of the energy drink. In fact, I, I think they probably would have utilized that over a little nose candy, probably if they had it, but they didn't have it. Yeah. No. Nah, not if they had the good nose candy back then. They probably wouldn't have. They were well, out there. We got to figure the eighties and the nineties. That was during the boom, anyway. So I mean, yeah, you know, I, everyone doing yeah, it. that was during. Where the was Hulk Hogan? down in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> yep, he's down in uh, Clearwater, Clearwater. In fact, I'm going down to Clearwater for a couple of days in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to go check out Hogan Shirt Surf Shop. Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to either catch him or uh, Jimmy Hart because I know Jimmy Hart's always there. Hey Jimmy, now that's a, Jimmy's a cool guy. That's now the Jimmy's like I've I've met him before, and he'll cut the shit with you. He'll do a little Jimmy Hart, you know. But I've always wanted to go to the Hogan shop because that that would be cool as shit. That's gonna be cool, man. You have to take a bunch of pictures of that. If you get Hogan, oh, you if, got. If, if Hogan's there, if Hogan's there, uh, if if Terry's there, we're we're promoing off. We're promoing. What off. you gonna do, brother? I, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll bust out the flare. 24 inch pythons. I can I do mean, his whole promo. I know he's six foot four, but I'll come right up to him and I'll be, and I'll f- fucking flare out and I'll just be like, you know how long I've waited for this <laughs> very moment, big man? Huh? Yeah. Just, when I get down there, all I want to do is I just want him to look me in the eyes and say, what you going to do, brother? I'm gonna go. Tell me, <laughs> please tell me. Okay. I'll tell him. Grab I'll, I'll that belt. Him. I'll tell him. Grab yeah. that belt. I'll tell him. Grab that belt. Look at your title compared to the real world's heavyweight championship. <laughs> See, I've, I've been talking to Diamond Dallas Page through Messenger and his email and stuff, and I'm supposed to be interviewing him and stuff because I love, I love oh, Diamond Dallas man. Page. Most most inspirational guy that there's ever been in the game. Yeah, I love him because I mean, look what he's doing now with his yoga. He's helping a lot of people. But well, he's been doing that for a while. A lot of people don't know that he's been doing yoga since the the late nineties. That's why he kept going. That's why he kept going. People, he almost had to retire at that well, time. Yeah, he was. His back, his back was so fucked up that he was getting ready to do that. But he ended up not only doing yoga, but he developed DDP yoga through his rehab. He went ahead yep. and he went ahead and started making actual movements using yoga and his rehab, which ended up making, you know, of course, DDP yoga, which is so inspirational on top of that. And the people, not only the people who have benefited from it, but all the guys that that are in the business that he's been able to resurrect. Dude, I I, I thought Jake was I thought Jake was a fucking go- I thought Jake was a fucking goner so many times. I've worked with Jake a couple of times on the indie circuits, and he was he was beyond hurting. He was beyond hurting. He was apathy walking. He was absolutely you know I mean he was he was crack in shoes is what he was. Yep. It was that fucking bad. And then of course when you saw fucking uh, Scott Hall, dude, Scott Hall had to be in a fucking wheelchair at the airport when they went and picked him up. The guy looked like, works. dude, I'm going to tell you something. He was on his fucking deathbed. 
and then you see him and and then you saw him at the the Hall of Fame, you know, in the at, year. Oh my god, he looked great. He looked That's great. What I'm saying. I got to start doing it, man. They're making them look like that. But look, I've been messaging him. I was like, when I get around where you're at, he's going, I'm going to get him to diamond cut me, man. I swear to God. I've always, when I was a kid, I, I want to be diamond cut. I want, I want Sting to put me in the Scorpion death lock and I want Hogan to put the leg drop on me. If I can do that, just fucking kill me and it's over. You know what uh, I'm saying? I always wanted to, I always want, I always wanted to be, when I was a kid, there was always something I wanted to because it was just so pretty. I wanted to be put in the sharpshooter. The oh real, yeah, oh. the real sharpshooter, not this bullshit that you see. No, this beautiful sharpshooter that Brett just cinches in. Man, it's so fucking pretty when he put it on. I mean, if you're if you're talking about a leg lock, the few leg locks that I loved that that were my favorite. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of the figure four. I wasn't the biggest fan of the figure four. I was a huge fan of Bret Hart's sharpshooter and fucking Jericho's lion tamer during WCW. Dude, that, that was, was that was nasty because he'd reach back on that. He put that knee in your back, man. He would he looked like he was literally stretching your ass out for everything that was fucking worth. And that when I see a fucking submission move, that's what I want to see. I want to see something that's just fucking. And when Brett would put the sharpshooter on, not only would he sit down, but he'd sit back. He'd sit back deep into that shit, and you'd be no, like, they, oh, "I mean, it was real, it's I mean, only a matter of time. It's only look, a matter of time." Look, some of the best stuff people want to ever watch is behind the scenes when Brett Park got screwed. I mean, I've watched every bit of that. Yeah. that that's some of the crazy. I, yeah, I but he, not he did it to him. He, I, he did it to himself. He oh yeah, it. the contract. It was a contract. Yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't. I mean, a, no, no, no. Mm -mm. It wasn't the contract at all. It was the fact that he wanted to save face. He wanted oh. to save face, but see the the big problem with it was if you remember watching the uh, the 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 dark side of the ring when it talked about it, the main reason that he didn't want to drop the title to Sean is because a couple of weeks before he had talked to Sean and he had said Sean I hear that we're working uh, Survivor Series I just want you to know that you know I'm gonna we've been having some heat together but uh, I'm gonna be professional I'm not gonna hurt you I'm not gonna do anything you know I am gonna do everything to take care of this and have a good match. And Sean looks him right in the face and says, I appreciate that. I will absolutely not do the same thing in return. I will not do the same thing for you. I just want you to know that. And that's when freaking Brett was like, you know, and then of course Vince went to him and said, you know, you're going to be leaving, going to WCW. So you're going to drop the title of Sean. He's like, fuck, no, I'm not going to drop the title of Sean. You know what he said to me? You know, he said, you know, he said this to me. He said, no fucking way I'm going to do that. So that's why he refused to drop the title of Sean, because Sean showed him that disrespect. And Sean was so fucking hot headed uh, at that time. You know, he was at the, the pinnacle of his fucking career. And, you know, and, and, and was, yeah. And he was pissed off that uh, Brett was leaving uh, to go to the competition to go to the competition. Yep. He was pissed off about that. So, you know, he didn't want to sell to Bret Hart. So Bret Hart didn't want to drop to him. So that's why they had to do what they had to do. And if you're an excellent guy, I don't give a fuck who you are. And I don't give a fuck what you've done for the company. It, you know, when you're leaving, it's always best to leave. Any wrestler will say it's better to leave on, uh, on your back. Yeah, it's better. It's better. If to you, leave on your back. you can't leave with the belt. You can't take the belt to Monday Nitro the next Monday night. You know, you could do that. No. That's what I no, 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 no. They got pissed off when Medusa did the fucking uh, trash drop with the WWE. I remember that. that, was, I remember. But that I'll tell you what, I don't care. Monday Night Wars was some of the best. That was that was oh, some of the it best. It was competition. It was competition within the best wrestling organizations, and that is when it's at its best. So that's the problem now is that there is no competition. There's no Nothing. direct 
fierce competition between two brands. There was then, and that's what made it so exciting. That's why people loved it so much. Vince didn't want competition at one point because look at what Vince did the first time. What what did what was the first thing that Vince McMahon did when he took over uh, Worldwide Wrestling Federation and rebranded it World Wrestling Federation? What was one of the first things that he did? He, he buys out. He took all the competition away. He dissolved the territories. He got rid of. I mean, them. He ended it. And Everyone. That's and that's one of the worst things. I, honestly, I think it would have been good to have kept at PW, least. For that, but I, I knew what he was going after. He was going after worldwide television. He was going like after the pay per view model. He had a business plan in place. Genius. He hey, did. Because I used to like, I used to watch uh, it was TWA. I think what I, I can't remember. It was before WCW. TNA. I think that was it. It, it used to have uh, the fabulous Freebirds and all those guys on it back in the day. And uh, Ric Flair was, that was where Ric Flair came from. And I remember they AWA, I believe it was. It was, AWA. Got, it was a Vergonda and AWA. They got competition out right now. Yeah, they're they're coming up now. They're doing really good. They're starting well, to bring AEW's uh doing pretty good right now. Um they gotta be careful though, because they're going pretty fucking hardcore pretty fast, and that's a that's a hell of a way to phase out talent. Good talent. Yep. Good talent. A lot of people are getting hurt real soon, and you gotta I understand why they're doing it. I applaud them for doing that, but I also know that you gotta pick your moments. And the last thing that you need is top tier talent that's bringing in viewership to be sidelined because of a injury that yep. wasn't necessary. They got to get them some cactus jacks. They got to get them some mankind, some crazy lunatics. Just have a couple to jump over stuff, and they got to have a character that people can care about. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. That's there's no fucking characters that people can get behind yeah. and care about, like The Rock. Like Steve yep. Austin, like Mankind, like like Big Foley. There are certain characters that people could get behind. They will tune in. They will and, tune in. And, and they will tune in. That's the biggest problem. That's why wrestling is on the decline because there's no there's no care put into characters anymore. And I think that once you start care about a character, about what they do, both in the ring and outside of the ring – that's when you're going to start having more butts in the seats. That's when your viewership is going to go up. That's when more pay-per-views are going to be sold. And I just think that writing, unfortunately, has lost touch. I don't think it's the superstars. I don't think it's the wrestlers' uh, fault at all. Because it's the wrestlers the are – I think it. I think it's the creative. Yep. Unfortunately, I think creative have lost their touch to a degree. And I think that there's certain things in WWE that they definitely could have done better. But the problem with it is, is that the WWE is – been around for as long as they've been around. Vince McMahon is the kind of person that say, you know, when I make a mistake, I'll answer for it. But I haven't made any mistakes, so I don't have nothing to answer I, for. I just hope. I just. I just know back then, like on Monday Night Raw or Monday Nitro, I would stay all night just to see Sting to come down. I wanted to see Sting come down from the rope, or I wanted Hogan to come. Whatever it was, these days they're lacking that. I think it's the writing, but also well, it's, I think well, it's, 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 it was, must, it was because of the, the Monday night wars. It was, it was can't miss TV is what it was. You were pissed. If you missed uh, a raw or a nitro, if you weren't channel jumping, between, no internet. if you weren't channel jumping between the two, you were, no pissed, you were, you were pissed at yourself, man. I mean, by, by not being able to find out what was going on. So that was a big thing. That was a big yep. thing during the Monday night wars. And we just don't, like I said, there's no active competition between two brands. So therefore it's not as compelling. It's not compelling television. But man, I was going to tell you, I mean, uh, I could talk all night with you, but I, I oh, know so Jay, he, 
He, I, I love it. Jay. I know Jay's got to get up super early, but uh, all right, we'll, all right, guys. We'll give, I mean, hey, hey, no, no, <laughs> hey, we'll give you a. We'll give. Hey, I love to talk to you more about it because I'm gonna. I got some questions I gotta ask you anyway. I'll message you, but uh, you got any shout outs or anything? Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you guys having me on tonight, man. You know, you guys run a pretty good, you, you got a pretty badass show, man. Uh, you get a lot of good fighters on, a lot of good guests on. You know, just keep up the good work. That's for sure. Jake and Cody, man, they know what the fuck they're talking about, about the fight game. Good stuff. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out to, of course, Loudmouth Fisticuffs. Uh, we've got that going on tomorrow. I believe we're going on 8 p.m. Central Time. And we'll be at our official uh, Facebook page, Loudmouth Fisticuffs. Uh, guests yet to be determined. Uh, we may have a last minute guest come in. We may not. It may just be me and Josh, but me and Josh can entertain you. Guest or no guest will definitely make it a hell of a show like we always do. And I also want to let everybody know that episode number 50, as we said previously, is actually going to be taking place at the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. And we actually released the location of where it's going to be filmed. And that's going to be at the training barns, at the William Muldoon Training Barns in Belfast, New York, man. We're going as old school as old school can go. On uh, We are treading the uh, the legendary boards of William Muldoon and, of course, you know, John L. Sullivan himself. So good, good stuff. We're going to have so many guests on. That's going to be a badass episode number 50. We can't wait. So, guys, definitely check that one out. But like I said, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, Loudmouth Fisticuffs. We don't even know where the hell we're going with it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there, man. I literally—I was telling—I I was telling Jake. I was like, I mean, I mean, I mean, when you were telling me wrestling and you were top ten, I was like, hold on a second. I started, you know, like so, man. Hell yeah, we'll be there. Cool, cool. Thank you so much, man. Right, thank, thank, thank you for thank joining you. us. Oh no, guys, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'll definitely come back on another time, and we'll shoot the shit, talk about whatever I and whenever. Oh, oh yeah. we got a lot of stuff. Hell yeah, man. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. All right, Jake and Cody, have a good night, guys. You too, thank, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. I mean, Mr. Hey, Live Jake. Worldwide. Yeah, I, we're, I, that was fucking it, man. We went all, they can't say, we're not just one organization. We talk about them all, Jake, don't we? But yeah. I got, guys, I got to close up because I've drank too much of this badass Tiger Energy life stuff. And look, everybody hit that shit up. Check it out. It's awesome. Jake, you got anything? No, that's all. Thank, uh, awesome. thank Tiger Life Energy. Check us out on Anchor FM, Mind of Fighting. This show will be posted on Anchor FM. You can check it out on Facebook, YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Yeah, and and there also, hell yeah, and also I just want to just let everybody know um, I'm still thinking about that management guy messaging me. Come get it. I got to go, Jake. Have a good one. Boom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Inside the Minds of Fighting. Make sure to follow on socials for exclusive posts and upcoming guests.